now that I've had a bit more time with the new consoles, I can assurably say that the the DualSense is absolutely the best peripheral Sony's ever made, and also quick resume and smart delivery on the Xbox is something everybody should copy because it rules and functions much better than those first couple days of launch, I would say. Both those SSDs continue to be mad fast, which um, it got me thinking about a comment I, I heard the other day about how people are saying that video games are kind of beginning to lap pornography when it comes to tech breakthroughs and like figuring things out like compression and stuff like that. And it just made me laugh. Like the, just the a quote of like video games being the new porn. Well, well yeah, I mean, <laughs> leaves a lot of room open for jokes. You don't want to watch 4K porn. Is the is the thing. That's a good point. I guess <laughs> the same push of graphical fidelity doesn't exactly exist. It's, it's too high res. <laughs> the the you demand can see is everything. <laughs> uh. 4K no, porn, I, uh, which is funny because the, isn't that where the paywall gaps are for a lot of porn websites? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I quick resume is really cool for 360 games actually because then it doesn't have to boot the emulator again, which is nice. Yeah, yes, I noticed that when we were messing around with stuff on the One X before the Series X, though. Um, you know, that still raises the question, I think, about service games, which we talked about before. Oh, yeah. But it's just funny how, like, the study is still out on which one of these things is technically, like, more powerful, because it, it seems to be going back and forth in certain ways, where it's like, this console might look a little better, and this one might run a bit a little better, and it's been on, like, a game-by-game basis. It's just... I think it'll be very similar to how it always is where so sony's whole pitch was their their super fast ssd yeah and the problem the problem is that people there's well there's, there's a, times. There's a couple quick. there's a couple problems and i don't want to get too technical but microsoft's emulation is better the way sony, yeah the way sony handles emulation doesn't allow for games to get as good of improvements as they do on the series x and also nobody needs an ssd that fast yet Oh, oh gosh. You just reminded me of something very funny, by the way, when you were talking about emulation. So the other day when I was I was talking to Ada, she was asking about my roommate. She was asking about if these consoles still played CDs. Because she was talking, she was kind of, we were reminiscing a little bit about, um, like, the PS1 and, like, original Xbox, like, their use of, like, being audio players, especially the original Xbox where you could rip shit to the hard drive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I, like, actually didn't know. Like, I didn't know how to answer that. Did you it? And I looked it up. I I think they removed CD playback from the PS4. Mm-hmm. The PS1, PS2, and PS3 all had it, but the PS4 did not. So presumably the PS5 doesn't have it as well. But then we were talking about DVDs, where like a lot of these newer consoles, you often have to download an app or add-on to play like Blu-rays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we tried a DVD in the Series S, which apparently can play CDs, <laughs> like. But the DVD that we put in did not work. It, j- it would just cut to like a black screen. But the PS5 one did. But I think it's just because the Series X was trying to launch it as a Blu-ray and was getting confused. So maybe there's like a separate media you mean series, player that you have to access. Series I don't know. X. 
Series X. Sorry, the Series God. X doesn't have a disk drive. No, also, I, you don't I have know. One. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is the first. This is confusing. This is I know, but this is the first time the name the naming actually slipped me up this hard. Usually, I'm good at that, but I it was because I mentioned the One X earlier. <laughs> and I was trying to differentiate from that, but yes, you're right. I'm sorry. The Series X is what I meant, <laughs> but I don't know. It's all. I mean, it's they're obviously old, pretty outdated formats that not a lot of people are using. But it's just funny to think of when things get kind of slowly removed from devices over time to the point that pe- people don't even, I guess, like notice really. You tell me, this Xbox can't play a VHS kind of shit is that? <laughs> I did notice that there wasn't a VHS drive on the new PS5, as well as the uh, Xbox One S. So, no, you got to get the uh, like a US the USB attachment, like the HD DVD drive, yeah, that plays VHS tapes. <laughs> but um, also, I guess I should apologize to everyone for the the audio quality of myself. You sound a little bit. fine. I'm currently sound, using a, it sounds a headset. Brilliant. All right, I'm, I'm 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 glad. It sounds good to you guys. Uh, when we play back, it, it should be. All right, but I will, uh, you know, try to shoot to get back on a good mic and interface once again soon. But do you guys know what time it is? Ugh. It's award season, y'all. <laughs> so I think last year I made fun of the Grammys or the Golden Globes for a while before we uh, started. But seeing how that one episode last year quickly turned into three after we uh, couldn't stop chatting, I'm just going to say we try and uh, jump faster into it this go around. For those that may not have tuned in during those previous holiday months with us, I am talking about the Game Awards, also called the Keeleys by some, in a cheeky reference to their host and producer, Jeff Keeley. It is an annual ceremony celebrating the year in gaming in which nominees and later winners are chosen for various categories, some technical, some artistic, some genre stuff. It was first established officially in 2014, if you discount, I guess, the Spike TV stuff before that, and continues today to be uh, quite the event. There are often major appearances from folks in and outside the industry, musical performances, uh, premieres of new titles. Remember uh, last year, guys, we watched together the Series X was uh, revealed here for the first time. But the part where things like that are shown are typically the most important reason so many people turn it on, probably. Um, Well, that and feel validated for their opinions and get real mad, you know, when they aren't. (laughs) Tell me you guys watch this. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's always an enjoyable night regardless, and to add a little bit more chaos into the mix, we like to play a little game here on our podcast show for you guys, where we will run through all the awards and uh, titles nominated, of course, and each select our personal choices of what we would want to win, Uh, but more importantly... uh, (laughs) Who won won last year? You did. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Which, I was just clarifying. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you forgot. You were just being fucking uh, coy about it. But yes, uh, we all place bets on who we think will win. And then when we tally it up, we find out that Chris knows more than me and Austin ever if could. If it's anything apparently. like the one time I played Fantasy NASCAR, I'll do really good and win the first time. <laughs> and then the second time, come in last place. <laughs> I think my mistake was going with it was either going with my heart or against my heart too much last time or maybe I just wanted to be the odd one out and select something different but that was a stupid idea <laughs> but uh, you know if there was money involved because me and me and Austin at least we profited off the Oscars so yeah <laughs> that shit's easier so, to somehow read, an even more worthless <laughs> award show 
So yeah, after the ceremony itself airs on December 10th, we will come back and uh, add up our uh, results and glory for, uh, as Chris said, for whoever has uh, the most correct guesses and humiliation for uh, whoever has the least, which... You didn't get I humiliated. Made it. Yeah, I was about to say, there was well, no humiliation. I think, <laughs> no, actually, Austin, we might have tied. No, I beat did you. We, did you? I'm going to go back and check. I'll I definitely beat you. If you beat me, it must have been by one. Doesn't matter. You didn't get humiliated. <laughs> Not fair. No consequences. I'm gonna come over. And I just think it was funny because I said a lot of my shit with such confidence after watching the years prior, and I think Chris came you out like that's, very that's far. Humiliation on top. enough? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so yeah, let's see, Chris. If uh, you could do it again, this is uh, this is hot button. I'm Randall Beatrice here with Austin Blakesley mm. and the aforementioned Chris Anatuano. I prefer former Game Awards guessing champion. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, I might have to ask if you could take off your crown just for just for the evening. Of course, of course. Um, to, yeah. be among, uh, <laughs> to be among the lesser people. <laughs> you can put the, the belt back on, I guess, in a couple weeks uh, now. Now, unfortunately, we do not have the pleasure of being able to all uh, watch the stream under the same roof this year, nor um, are the awards themselves able to be hosted live in front of a crowd the way they usually are. That and the pandemic obviously had a huge impact on what was actually able to hit their target release dates. Also, Halo Infinite was infamously pushed to next year. Deathloop was pushed to next year. The Medium, Kerbal Space Program 2, Outriders, No More Heroes 3, recently Crossfire X. I think that was a couple of days ago. Not Otherwise, Crossfire. the new consoles made it. Cyberpunk is a tricky one and that it technically is still heading to market before the end of 2020, but it did miss the cutoff, similar to Smash Brothers Ultimate did in 2018. Yeah. Although that did uh, also come, like, that returned for a Game of the Year nod in 2019, so there's always a chance Cyber could do the same. We'll see. There's that Ubi, not Gods and Monsters. That's still December, right? Immortals uh, Rise of Immortals. Phoenix. Dumb name or whatever. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into it. We have a whopping 31 categories to place our bids, minus a couple of the esports ones that I don't believe the three of us have much of a personal take on. Yeah, um, esports. That's the one where everybody stands around and <laughs> sees how much ecstasy they can take before dying of thirst, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, but that would be way better. <laughs> it's more entertaining. As I said before, the winner of each will be uh, announced on the 10th. It is by a panel of judges from multiple press outlets, but also includes input from those developers in the field, along with everyday followers like uh, you or me. So kind of cool. Without further ado, though, time to get the ball rolling. I am saving the two biggest awards for last, by the way. Same as the Oscars. I think we did that last year. But first up, we have a hell of a kickoff. It's Best Narrative for Understanding Storytelling and narrative development in a game. The first games are 13 Sentinels, Agus Rim. Aegis Rim. No fucking clue. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake, as it's known. Ghosts of Tsushima. Ghosts Hades. of Tsushima. Learn, Tsushima. Learn that play in the game. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hades and The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. Now, Austin, I think you've played the most of these. I have not played 13 uh, Sentinels Aegis Rim. I, I don't know who has. I looked it up. It seemed very anime, but apparently people are very much into that story. So I guess before we talk about the ones, the Austin, that I know me and you did play, I guess do you want to tell us maybe a little bit about 
Final Fantasy VII and Ghosts. All right. Um, so I'll just start this off <laughs> by saying that. Also, I think. Sorry, real quick. I know you're very much familiar with the original Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Right. Yeah. I played a little bit back in the day. It was a little sort of beyond me at the age of seven or eight. Chris, you played the original Final Fantasy VII. I did. Yeah. Okay. I'm not trying to say I got a bigger brain. I don't think it was beyond me. It was a little <laughs> tough. <laughs> well, I well, I was also a pretty impatient gamer. I was still kind of exclusively playing action stuff from that era. I don't think it, Pokemon was the first thing that kind of got me on anything turn based. I will say, but playing a game where you play a group of eco terrorists, anti corporate eco-terrorists at the age of 30 in 2020 just hits different, you know? (laughs) First things first. All right. They're kind of a steampunk aesthetic, I think, holds up. Uh, Yes, I will just say... It's pretty cool. Get this out of the way now. My personal pick is Final Fantasy VII. Man, that's wild in a Naughty Dog gear, dude. (laughs) I don't know how we want to do guesses, but I can just say my guess now. For actual... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's fine if you want to go for... By the way, did you beat it, right? Yes. Okay. Chris, did you play any of it or happen to... No. Okay, I played the demo. I, I enjoyed the demo, but that was all I... I looked down this list, I've played almost none of these games. <laughs> if you want to do a my game of the year, I played a lot of games this year, just none of these. <laughs> <laughs> you never... You didn't get around to Hades yet? No. Oh. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna, I don't I'm gonna, video games. I'm going to gift you that for Christmas, though. I'm just... <laughs> All right, sorry, Austin. What's your pick and what's your bet? Okay, so... Uh, well, you've already said your pick, but... My, my bet is Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. So, Final Fantasy VII. I already told this to Randy. <laughs> I'm going to try my absolute best not to spoil. Yeah, we want to refrain game. from spoilers a bit, which it's going to be very hard for me to talk about Last of Us as this well. This is but. insanely hard to explain why Final Fantasy VII has a better story than Hades and Last of Us without spoiling it. So, okay. the, the best way I can put it, if you really care... Skip ahead a little bit. I know that's hard to do, but I will try my very best not to spoil anything. So <laughs> time codes in the show. You notes. would think remake. They might change a couple things. Obviously, it's longer. It's only. I mean, they literally called it that, which is kind of the weirdest thing. Yeah, they <laughs> like, only. Ca- but they called it that for a reason. That's a, the <laughs> to thing. To trick you. Yes. Well, yes and no. So. The story of Final Fantasy VII's remake is the same as the story of Final Fantasy VII, except you are not playing... Oh, that's even that's a spoiler. Fuck. It's not the same story, and that is the narrative. The fact that you are not playing the exact same story as Final Fantasy VII is built into the narrative. It's not just them hand-waving it away and being like, eh, times have changed, we're improving the narrative. There is literally a narrative reason within the canon as to why you are not playing the same game. Huh. It's funny because I think that's something that you would probably more commonly, like see in a in maybe a remake of a movie that was being modernized but game remakes don't typically do anything like that i mean yeah. were people divided on that like did that end up being i don't think so i think they did such a good job with it that i think everybody who liked final fantasy 7 is pretty on board okay i mean i know they explored certain characters much deeper since it's just the 
they had more time and and I guess for those early areas because yeah, and it also yeah, makes I, a lot of sense as to why it ends when it does, and it is part one. Yeah, which I which you know obviously I'm not going to make the same jokes that everybody else already does, but I mean like do we know? how many pieces the rest of that story is going to be or not at all at all when it's coming i'll tell you this much nobody knows because again within the canon of the game anything is possible i'll just say that they do not have to stick to final fantasy 7 story whatsoever anymore (laughs) and that is the reason if the next one doesn't have remake and without spoiling it any more than that that is why it is my personal pick. All right. Here's the last thing I'll say about Final Fantasy VII, because it's going to come up a lot, okay. but we can skip this whole conversation. No, it's fine. I, I knew that these later. first couple categories were going to be the, probably the most... You know what? I'll save, we were gonna... I'll save the rest of my thing about Final Fantasy for the Game of the Year discussion. Okay. But moving on to Ghost of Tsushima, that game's a video game, and it's a good one. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of the vibe I got. It's like <laughs> which is maybe what people were looking for this year, but it's like Assassin's Creed if it was made competently. <laughs> that's that's the best I can put it. But again, we'll get to that in game of the year. Specifically for narrative, I don't particularly know why this I don't was remember nominated. That, yeah, I don't remember for, that being the thing that everybody except was for the like. Fact that it is very Kurosawa, like it is. It is. There's a Kurosawa mode. There's a Kurosawa that they got permission mode, from like sure. his, his family's estate to like. Yeah. But the story is very like Kurosawa. Like so is Star Wars, right? But like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Kurosawa inspiration. Everybody's a cop, but they're called samurai, and they talk a lot about <laughs> honor. And like the whole point of the game is like, hey, you're the ghost of Tsushima, which you're not a samurai anymore because samurai have a code of honor to live by. And the code of honor makes it harder (laughs) to fight when you're outnumbered. So you got to be crafty. But being crafty is against the rules. And your uncle yells at you for losing your honor and not being honorable enough a lot. It's the the narrative (laughs) is like. It's a samurai movie. It's yeah. it's a, it's a it's a very good homage to Kurosawa and a bunch of other samurai movies. Sure, if you're into that legacy, you'd probably find a lot to appreciate there. But it's like from the outside looking in, and I am familiar with some of Kurosawa's films. But like everything I've seen, just it kind of just looks like a game. Which I'm not even saying that is like a detriment. It's just. If that's doing more than I, you know, than I know, then cool. But I don't know how far you are or how long it's supposed to be. Did Did you complete it? Yeah, I beat it. Oh, okay, you did beat it. Yeah, I beat All it right. like two days ago. You're on a um, much better authority to, to me to speak on it then. It's a samurai so. game. If you like samurai movies, you're going to love it. It's very. Did you get pre- all the honor predict- at the end? <sighs> I didn't, and I can't say more without spoiling it. But mm. the, <laughs> it's very good. It's predictable in that it's based off of 50, if not 100, if not thousands of years of fiction. So if you've read or experienced any of those stories, you know what's going to happen in it. But it is a very good homage to those, and it is a very well-written version of those. So that's the best I can say about the narrative of that. Okay. Do you want to talk about Hades maybe a little? Sure. I mean, we both both can. But So Hades is my uh, runner-up, just because that was such a... That was a very smart way to, to deliver its narrative, yes. like it, am, it, especially with the constraints of it being a roguelike, which I is something that always bothered me about those before. I'm a huge fan of roguelikes. 
Never has one delivered a story this well. For sure. It is the best a story will, I think, ever be delivered in a roguelike. But still, I think those constraints, at least from a narrative perspective, hold it back from winning this category. Yeah, I mean, it's much more character focused than like there is a through line and the through line is simple and effective. But I think a lot of the um, probably what led to it earning its position in this category was the idea that you're kind of forming relationships with, with all these different characters and understanding their motivations and you're kind of almost insert yourself into it a little bit. There's kind of a role play aspect and kind of, and, you know, and with sort of who you want to prioritize knowing more about. And that will kind of tie into yeah, how you play the game as well. And that's super cool. But I, I don't know if that's like, I will say, I wouldn't say that, the category here on the website says outstanding storytelling and narrative development in the game. It is innovative in the way it delivered its narrative yes. and very innovative in the way it builds its characters. But I still think that narrative kept me going in that game. But as a cohesive whole, Hades is amazing. But I think if I'm going to give a nod to either Final Fantasy VII or Last of Us over Hades, it's going to be here. Right. I'll say that. I um I mean here's the thing. My my pick is Last of Us 2. And despite kind of the divisive response it got this year, it because to me of these, and I'm not just saying this by the nature of its gameplay or direction, but it is the most story focused. It's it's the most I was into a story this year. Even if I didn't, you know, fully agree with it, it, it the, some of the directions it went in, even if you know me and you had very lengthy conversations, kind of criticizing certain aspects of it. By and large, it is the the most I engaged with a story in a game this year and the most I communicated with other people about it. And I still think what it did kind of over time, like it, it kind of sank in with me over time, kind of how bold it sort of was in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, it's, I'll agree it's a that. little bloated and it has pacing problems. I think when it came out, I was comparing it to, I would say from like a, I'm trying to think of like from almost like a visual arc perspective, the, the first game is much more like a movie in yeah. how it moves and and this one is much more like a like, like a, a TV show like a TV show like multiple yeah. seasons of a TV show because the I don't think this is spoiling anything the story is non-linear which is super interesting not a lot of games do things like that like you know like the jump around and and see other perspectives and stuff and 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 it's still a very directed experience you're not changing the outcome of the story but like how you kind of interpret it can be sort of up to you and um i don't know i think there's something to like commend with that and that it's like it stuck with me because you know i was a little when i first completed it i guess uh, I, don't, I hate to use the word disappointed because that's so harsh but that's maybe that's just because of how much people like me and you think so highly of that first game sure and it's dlc that it's a very hard you know it's the uh the bar was set extremely high but bioshock infinite and Last of Us 1 are in my top yes. five video games of all time. Yeah. And I for sure... They're in my top ten, too. You told me to guess at the beginning of this year, I for sure would have been like, best narrative? It's easily going to be Last of Us. But then Final Fantasy VII had to go and pull a Bioshock Infinite. So, <laughs> I I just... Yeah, there, there are issues with the pacing and delivering of the narrative in Last of Us. 
I agree with you. I that mean, the more I think about it, the more I enjoyed it, the more yeah, I like it. Certain things stand out more, I should say. Like the effectiveness of its themes can kind of like we go back and forth on that. And obviously, like I don't think things like raw performance and like dialogue and writing and and even like the way that game looks like that all kind of does tie into how you know the narrative plays out and like it's hard for me to remove like just like if i were to write what happened in that game from the experience of actually playing it and the the conversations i've had with about it and even like kind of retroactively going back and you know changing how i feel about certain decisions that it made but it's uh, it's still a hell of a game, and it doesn't, or I should say, hell of a story. We could get into the you know, the game part of this much later. But it recontextualizes some things from the first game that I don't totally agree with. But you know, I can remember the names of all of those characters, and you know what what they meant, and that's powerful. But honestly, I think I might. I would place my bet on Final Fantasy. Okay, so we're going opposites then. <laughs> yeah, like because I I am picking Last of Us, but I people reacted to that Final Fantasy VII retelling of that story the same way that you know people like me did when the Resident Evil like remakes and stuff were sure yeah coming out. Like e- even though those they don't subvert and change the narrative aspects of those games, I think it's like. People I know that never played Final Fantasy VII and people who consider Final Fantasy VII like the game of their childhood seemed pretty <laughs> pretty unanimous on being like surprised and satisfied. Mm-hmm. So That's a good way to put I, uh, it. All right. Yeah, um, sorry, we can move on. I knew that was going to be a longer one. The, yes. the rest of these will be a little quicker. But, Chris, what uh, – <laughs> I like, it, it would be very funny just – Best narrative for me <laughs> yeah. this year? Horizon Zero Dawn got me real good. <laughs> 2017. I mean, start, 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 start. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Just, that, that's a great game. Uh, I, honestly, I, I didn't – I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I feel at a loss here. Having played probably one game on this entire list, I, I honestly I have no, no well, idea. Uh, let me ask you this then what do you think interests you the most or what do you think like had the most maybe positive response like it would be because you could me, you could Final technically Fantasy bet whatever and still me win a you know? very negative response i don't like really i don't like <laughs> classic games being milked for you know new content oh, but like, it's not milked should... though <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know i just i don't like that i don't like that at all and last of us eh, i don't know it was good. It was good. The first one was good. <laughs> first one's very good. I hey, guess you, I'll bet on... Wait, you could be the o- that first one? Yeah, give me that first one. <laughs> 13 cents. I'll t- yeah, I'll take that game. Okay. It's just have its day. He's going to be our wild card for the rest of this. It's, it's going to be very funny yeah, when gonna, he wins. He's going to win again because he's just going to guess <laughs> the one that we haven't played. But yeah, because he, he bit on Sekro last year and me and you were like... And then... <laughs> I have since played even more of that game, and I stand by it. The game's incredible. No, we weren't talking shit on it. It was just what it was up against. I will. You know what? I will. I've been watching my roommate play through Bloodborne. Sekiro is a shadow of the rest of those games. I'll say it. I'll say it. Oh, no. It it pales in comparison to Bloodborne and DS3 and That was the uh, Leo winning for Revenant of the Game Awards. We're like, all right, fine, from software, we'll give you Game of the Year retroactively. 
<laughs> the this apologist. Is not, yeah, this is not really for Sekiro. It's for Bloodborne, Demon Souls, and all three Dark Souls games. Or well, one and three. <laughs> Everyone was too split on everything else. Yeah. So second category uh, might also be my other favorite. Best art direction. Okay. For understanding creative Oof. and or technical achievement in artistic design and, and animation. That last part will make this tough for me. Okay, Shit. here's the thing. These five... Which, I guess, read them off first, and then we'll talk. Okay, yeah. So we got Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of uh, Tsushima. Again, wait, Tashima? Tsushima. Tsushima. I want to make sure I get this right. Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. These five <laughs> are the five best-looking games that I have played this year, easily, without question. So, yeah, I, I, I think very few people would disagree with you on that. So they did a good job picking yeah. these five, even if there's... I also love that they have this category and not just like graphics, because all of these games are much more than that. Yeah, specifically technical achievement in artistic design and animation, creative or technical. That's, that's a good See, way that's, to put it. That's where animation breaks me, because things like Hades and Ori stand out to me so much, but like... When I think about animation, Last okay. of Us Part Two is the best animation I've ever seen let in a me, game. <laughs> let me get this out of the way right now. Okay. Final Fantasy VII is beautiful. However, to go off of Chris's point, yeah. it is milking nostalgia. For sure. It, it is a very beautiful version of a very old game. And Final Fantasy VII has some dope-ass cyberpunk art. And there's a My Bloody Valentine reference in it still. And all yes, of those, the all, Loveless Post is still there. All of those things <laughs> are absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. But I'm going to go ahead and disqualify it in my own head from there just because it is an update to existing source material. So yeah, as it, far as art direction And in terms goes. of animation, it is very good, but it is not nearly as well animated as these other four either. So mm-hmm. that's what I have to say about the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I love that game to death. I would <laughs> not give it this category, and I don't think they will either. So Ghost of Tsushima... Man, I'm just going to be talking about both these games by myself for a while, huh? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is absolutely beautiful. I like its color palette, which makes it all the the funnier that that has a black and white mode to be like a Kurosawa film. Yes, (laughs) the particle effects of all like the leaves flowing and the fact that the the wind blows and shows you where to go to your objective and you can see the leaves flowing and the grass and the water and the fucking Japanese architecture and everything. Absolutely beautiful. Also, in terms of style, they got that Kurosawa style, man. They like the title cards for all the missions. Like if you're into like old Japanese art, and fucking Japanese cinema. Man, they they nailed it. They did such a good job. But what if instead of that, you were in hell? Uh, so I'm talking about Doom Eternal. Hard, this is going to be a hard fucking category. Man. Doom Eternal, oh, actually. Okay, a game I have played. Yeah, do, no, Doom Eternal this actually is, is kind of a little bit of a shout out. That game has really cool like art direction. Like the the design, the enemy designs and the environments. Like Also, we'll preface it right that, here, right now, because cool. we didn't with narrative. None of us can afford VR, so none of us have played Half-Life Alex. 
<laughs> well, we haven't gotten to where that game has been nominated yet. I know, so. but if we're talking about snubs and you're going to get mad at us that we that we didn't say that I have Valley Files got snubbed for any category, that's why. This is what they snubbed. Yeah. But I know, but like <laughs> since you're bringing up Doom Eternal, like shout out to Doom Eternal. Sure. I mean Doom Eternal kind of got its uh I know. We're but we're, we're, elsewhere we're not going to uh, gonna shout out Half-Life Alex. I'm just prefacing anybody who's played it now. Yeah, and it has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with the quality of the game. It has everything to do with the fact that all of us are poor and don't have spaces. I, to I, play I don't even think all of the judges were able to play Half-Life Alex. Yeah. So, but okay, so Hades Art Direction. That game is horny as shit, and <laughs> hell yeah, and it is. I love it. Okay, so you can go off on Hades for a second. I'm just gonna get Ori out of the way real quick. I barely know what to say about Hades other than it's like, this is purdy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's so, just fucking great looking. Ori and Hades are obviously the two 2D contenders in the art direction category here. Mm-hmm. And Ori is just more Ori. It's absolutely gorgeous. Sure, and the it is iterating is on something, yeah. But if you showed me a screenshot right now from Ori and the Will of the Wisps, or Ori and the, what's it, the forest... The first one. Whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, uh, you love that game. Forest. <laughs> or in the Blind Forest, thank you. Yes. I would be able to tell you which one is from which game. It looks the same, and I know that that's not how award shows work, but if I'm going to give it to a 2D <laughs> game for art direction, it is absolutely going to be Hades. Hades is great, and it's got, See, Hades, it's got that, Hades super is my, um, <laughs> that super giant charm. Yeah. I mean, Hades is my pick with a bullet, just because it's like from, you know, second one of getting into that game, like, I, I was really blown away by just, it's you know. Gorgeous. But it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, and it's charming, I, and it's funny. I almost wanted to choose as my bet as Ori as kind of a dark horse. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know if as many people played it. It, it. That game also came out on the same day as. Did it come out on the same day as uh, Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing? No, it was like a week before. But oh, okay. All right. Well, Hades is my guess as to what they're gonna pick. Okay, my pick is Hades. I'm gonna place my bet on Ori, which probably isn't the best decision, but fuck it. I don't need the crown that bad. All right. Well. Last of Us. Got anything to say about Last of Us? It's another Naughty Dog game. They're really good at making people look real. (laughs) I know. I mean, that's a little reductionist, but I understand. Like, but yeah, because it's you expect that they're just like, listen, nobody is fucking better at motion capture than them. I will say, animation-wise, I could watch videos of people fighting in that game all day. It is yeah. so and it's not even and so beautiful. When we say animation, we don't just mean in cutscenes. We mean when you're actively playing it. Oh, like, yeah. you know, like the way that that game like physically feels is just like it is like the, you know, the best controlling a third person character has ever like you know what? felt real like it's so let me tell you. And, the, and the cutscenes can't be ignored either because i think austin i told you before that this was the might be the first video game ever to animate characters like removing and putting on articles of clothing Hell and yeah, like dude. getting out of bed with blankets actually on top of them and shit like that like that's like no fucking and nobody else no other company would dare to to, to like tackle that kind so, of shit here's where i'm at best art direction i would easily give art direction to 
Hades or Ghost of Tsushima, but the mm-hmm. the qualifier of technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Crunch stories aside, Last of Us is the <laughs> best technical achievement in video games I have ever seen. The fact yeah. that I watched you play that game on an original PS4 and it was running <laughs> at a solid 30 and is also the best looking video game I've ever played. And glorious 1080p. Cannot be ignored. That game is a technical marvel of every single form of art that goes into video <laughs> yeah. games. Animation, All the cylinders are, capture, fl- are like environment yeah. design, character design cinematics it's it's, uh, it's almost distracting like c- it, like fucking cinematography just, d- cinematography yeah it's like red dead i felt the same way it's just yeah. the way that everything is framed and lit even when you have fucking control over the joystick is like uh, like like let me ask you this austin real quick did, did you ever like break windows in that game just to see it again uh-huh. like <laughs> you're just like or like when your character is holding a rope and throwing a rope over a thing like it's just Jesus. This is how real this game is. So I was playing it in, in not to break, but I was playing when it. it rains I was playing it in she'll 4K. Put, she'll, she'll put her hood up and like dry her ponytail off. With HDR. And the graphics were so real that I had to turn HDR off because it was too dark. <laughs> On purpose, because you're yeah. in the dark. Uh, which sounds bad, but. God, that game Stylistically, is Stylistically, it works for their... Yeah. That's the only thing that gets stuff. me. And again, going the back motion to the motion capture, thing, the, that, that kiss and the guitar playing, it's... It also cannot yeah. be ignored that, like, I guess somewhat spoilers, there are flashbacks in that game. So, Ellie was, what, 10 years old or something in Last of Us 1? I don't uh, remember. Uh, 10 or 11? 11. She's now an adult, almost. Yeah, is. I think she's ni- 19, maybe. 19. So, not only did they have to go back and update the model for young 10-year-old or 11-year-old Ellie and make it look way better, but they also had to age her Angel appropriately and Tommy and a bunch of other characters so it would look like it was like seven years in the future. And it is... Incredible. And they all they all animate differently. Yes, you know, and the way that their clothing reacts to their their body is 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 different. Like it's you know, like I assume the majority of people probably even like playing this game might not even notice those sort of things. But it's yeah, so, doesn't doesn't get past us. So I'm gonna say for oh god, <laughs> we got to move on. We but, do uh, have to move on. All right, I'm going to pick Last of Us for my personal pick. Okay. Uh, just know that it was like, Solid. I was like, if you had pressured me at a different second in time, I might have said Hades or Ghost of Tsushima. So shout outs to both of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal year for, for art direction, I would say. In, in, a, in a year that, you know. There's no losers in this category. Yes. I don't think anybody would be angry at No, none of, none of these will make me mad if they win. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> They're all beautiful, phenomenal games in different ways, too. That's... All five of them are beautiful in different ways. That's the that's the thing. Yeah, it's kind of cool that they're all up against each other and completely irrespective of their like genre or setting. Or... Yeah, sure, it's cool. I love it. <laughs> all right, Chris. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, Chris. What do you think? <laughs> I've decided to shift my strategy, and I'm going to try and guess every single one wrong. Oh, so, all right, that's so, fine. Hold on. So, so, so 13 sentinels for narrative was you trying to guess correctly? 
<laughs> uh, it was just, it was a guess. <laughs> he closed his eyes, threw, However, threw a dart, and then... I'm going to try and not get a single one right, arguably just as challenging, and will also <laughs> award me an award I just came up with called the anti-winner, where I will be a winner in my own right. Okay. You still get to wear okay. the same the same crown. Same crown, <laughs> and, and, and double prize money. <laughs> you have to wear the crown upside down, though. <laughs> Come up with a new title, Zinc Saucier. <laughs> so I'm gonna pick uh, what I think is going to to not to not get the award. I believe uh, this Last of Us. They love they love games where people cry. Um, Final Fantasy. Half the Japanese, people do. The other half hate them. Hades is indie enough to where somebody might pick it. All right, I think it's Ori and the Will of the Wisps is the least likely to be chosen. Right, that's what Randy also guessed. So. No, I'm changing mine to Hades. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I can. Why not? God, you, didn't, you didn't write it down yet. Cross it out. No, I mean you well, guessed. I thought one. you were going to choose Hades. So I. All right, that's. I did guess Hades. <laughs> oh, okay. Your pick was Last of Us. Yes. All right. Well, screw it. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm going with Hades. Okay. For my for my my bet. All right, let's do score. <laughs> Chris is going to Ori's. Yeah. Score all right. So, uh, I, uh, I I love these so far. So, best score in music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. Uh, again, an interesting final note there. The nominees are Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Cheating, Hades, Ori in the Will of the Wisps. And Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> a lot of interesting variety in all the categories. <laughs> I mean, they they co- the, these games do cover a lot of bases, but I know what you mean. I mean, if they if they're saying licensed soundtrack, then fucking shout out to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two and Skater XL. But uh, Austin, you want to go first? All right, I resent calling. I know you haven't played it. I resent Final Fantasy VII Remake being called cheating, but also you're correct. <laughs> it's right. not the same music. It's all remixed and redone, and it is remixed in cool ways. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's... It's like, I remember, I think last year we made a joke that every year, like, or something, like, if, if Smash Brothers is, like, an unfair thing to nominate for this, which is why they don't do it, because it just all has right, well, all then, video game music rearranged let, and, orca- like, let performed. Ask, let me ask you this. Is Doom Eternal cheating? No, it's a, that's a new score. It's not. They reuse a lot yeah. of music. They re... Well, they, no, they reuse some, but, like, I, I'm well, pretty so sure McGordon... No, but Mick and Gordon composed like a whole new like. So did uh, Nobuo M. M- Hold on, <laughs> <laughs> those people. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Also, I by the way, I forgot to I forgot to check my notes because I like I wrote down these little notes and I I had a little blip in here that said honorary for worst art direction was the thirteen remake. <laughs> Because of those, the changes they made, but yes. I just it just made me it just made me laugh. Uh, I mean, do we want to mention anything about the controversy surrounding Mick Gordon and the? Uh, like the, they had a disagreement. He will no longer be working on Doom. That's yeah. pretty much all you have I'm, to know. But also, I think even the way that the the music itself in the game was like mixed, right? Was yeah, and he didn't have anything to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, because people did complain about the mixing and the music, and he said that that was a change that was made after he was done working on it, and he wasn't happy yeah. about it either. Because uh, he's a yeah. sound engineer, like he knows his shit. Yeah. So, da, is Last of Us still? I, I, Last of Us Two is the same composer as One, right? It's the guy yeah, that Gust- like hand makes all his own instruments. Yeah, Gustavo <laughs> Santolala or whatever. Yeah, it says it right there. 
Yeah. That game also had Take On Me in it. It was beautiful. It did. It had a lot of musical <laughs> moments. Yeah. There was also a controversy in that game where they stole a cover of a New Wave song. What was that New Order song? Oh, um, oh shit. Fuck. <laughs> I, oh, I'm so upset that I... Wow, some New Order fan you are. True Faith. <sighs> True Faith, yeah. God damn it. It was on the tip of my tongue. So, like, here's... Well, we, we'll make this one a little uh, quicker. I mean, what do you what do you think? What? Okay, here's the thing. Doom Eternal is more Mick Gordon doing Doom music, which is phenomenal. Which is great. Final yeah, I mean, that's the, of these, it's the one I enjoyed the most. Final but. Fantasy VII Remake is a bunch of people who work on Final Fantasy remixing old Final Fantasy songs. They're all good, mm-hmm. but Hades is more Darren, Darren Corp doing Darren Key Corp. Ass. Yeah. Ori and the Will of the Wisp is more Gareth Coker doing Ori music, and Last of Us is more Gustavo Santolala doing Last of Us music. So all of these have some basis in something that I loved. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to go with Darren Korb for both. Okay. So I'm going to go solid. Hades for both. Because I, that, that. I think that the Hades music is incredible. It is. I still don't it, think it's his it best soundtrack. I still think Transistor no. is better. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But a lot of the I haven't original listened songs... To the, I haven't listened to the music outside of the context of the game yet, like I did Transistor. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. My pick is Doom Eternal, just because I have a, a, such a, a soft spot for that type of music being ubiquitously tied with that kind of gameplay and visuals, mm-hmm. just the speed of it. But I'm, my bet is going to be Final Fantasy. Okay. You put soundtrack of Final Fantasy together and people cream in their pants. So it's hold on. And I, I'm sure it's great, but I'm we a- can't play a sample if that's what you're going to try and do. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> All right, least likely yeah. to win. <laughs> I was about to ask that. I was like, Chris, who do you think the loser is here? Least likely to win the best score of music, I believe, and I thought about this hard, um, but not very long, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. <laughs> I, I like how you're choosing that with the least fanfare just because of... <laughs> You know, he's probably right, and that, that has the, the, the least shot of well, if somebody else, yeah, yeah, I was going to say Ori for, for least likely. And it's a shame, because, but that's also the most... Even in a, thing, in a category with Final Fantasy VII in it, that is like the least change to music, I think. Right. It is incredible music. Yeah. I like it a lot. Ori's probably the game I'm most likely to play out of all these games next. <laughs> But it's too hard. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's least likely to win this, <laughs> this score. All right, we got our uh, our choices then. So now it is best audio design, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. <laughs> Speaks for itself. Sorry, what were you saying? I was jamming out to the victory theme from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> there is Doom Eternal, Half Life, Alex, Ghosts of Tsushima, Resident Evil Three. And The Last of Us Part 2. I'm going to have to get used to saying that a lot. (laughs) Uh, Last of Us Part 2. All right, moving on. Next category. (laughs) (laughs) When you're doing the the gun upgrade table, that's some of the the coolest sound effects I've ever heard. Last of Us 2 is my pick, personal. Uh, My my pick is Resident Evil 3. Really? Yeah, well, Resident Evil 3 and both that and Half-Life Alex use binaural audio, right? Like, you know, like I... I mean, most, most games do now. They use 3D audio. Mm. 
maybe I notice it more in a survival horror game because I, I'm listening to it, you know, like like I'm paying way closer attention because that can affect the difficulty of where the gameplay is going to go and the situations that you get in. I don't know but if this is... I'm a- partly choosing it because I'm a huge Resident Evil fan and it's a tragedy that that's the only category this is nominated in, even though it's not nearly as good as RE2 or 7, but also, I, you know, I think that game sounds great. Shout out to Ghost of Tsushima, but to help you out, Chris, I think that's probably the weak link in this category. <laughs> least, no, I'm least likely to win. Best audio design, I think, is Resident Evil 3. <laughs> God <Okay>. damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, my, my, my bet, though, I just said that was my pick. My bet is Half-Life Alex. Yeah, they're going to give that game every award that they can possibly give. <laughs> I think it's going to be one of those things where it, it's clearly going to... We didn't get to it yet, but VR game, it's going to win that, and then they're going to be like, also one best sound. Like, that's what I think is going to happen. All right, <laughs> but, I'm going to go Last of Us for both. Actually. Okay. No, that's... that's that's smart. I'm going to say a little bit of a snub, to, uh, despite Austin, what me and you actually thought about the final product itself in terms of it being a game, but uh, Fuser should absolutely be on here. Sure. Even 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 though it's it's an evolution of of their drop mix tech, the fact that Harmonix has like figured out a way to so seamlessly blend those music stems uh, together in a way that sounds like good and has made that accessible is like I, I don't think can be denied that it, that takes a lot of of skill. Yeah. And also it'll be interesting to see where these this category goes with like ray tracing and stuff for the future. Now best performance. It's always a tough one. Awarded to an individual for voice oh, over you know acting, what? motion and or motion or performance capture. I'm sorry. Going back to the last two categories for snubs, I would like to shout out Spider-Man Miles Morales for both. Okay. Just to, Sorry, no, I've been uh, saying that a lot today, but yeah. yeah. Uh, a I, little blip about Spider-Man Miles Morales in terms of music. Oh, yeah. The, they do. They, they use that well. All of the music. Miles has his own theme. There's also original songs in it. The rest of the music is kind of reused, but it's all trap remixes because canonically Miles Morales is into sort of hip hop Afrobeat trap. But it gives music. that game way more personality than other way superhero more. titles. Like, yeah. And it's like hype as fuck when the trap remix of the battle theme from Spider-Man comes in when you're in the middle of a fist fight. It's very cool. I will say swinging around to like the hip hop tracks like that, that is very satisfying. Like it's just feels good. Yes. And it flows well. That game is that game knows flow. <laughs> also, I haven't been doing snubs as much artistic direction. I want to shout out Spiritfarer, I thought was very cool. And mm. and Carrion as well. For, <laughs> yeah. for 2D games. Uh, animation, I think. Uh, yes, Carrion, animation definitely. absolutely for Carrion. <laughs> uh, other soundtrack one. I already said the skating games. I'm gonna shout out uh, I'm gonna shout out Cook Serve Delicious. I'm gonna shout out <laughs> I'm gonna shout out Sackboy a Big Adventure for having Uptown Funk in it because I thought that was stupid. Ugh. And I'm also going to shout out... Little Big Planet 1 had battles. That was way fucking... I'm going to shout out better. Bug Snacks for best original song cause for like, that for that Bug Snacks theme they made. Uh, how do you go from battles to Uptown Funk? Uptown Funk you up, dude. <laughs> Atlas is dope. All right. All right. Performance. And and actually, it's funny you mentioned Spider-Man because that'll, that'll be our first... That's uh, what reminded me. Um, yeah. We have Ashley Johnson as Ellie in The Last of Us Part 2. Lara Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. I apologize in advance for this. Daisuke Tej- 
Suji. 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 As Jin Sakai in Ghosts of Tsushima. Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades, which he voices multiple characters in that game, but mm-hmm. I guess that was the one they wanted to go with. And uh, Naji Jeter, is that how I pronounce it? Mm-hmm. As Miles Morales in Spider Man Miles Morales. All right. I'm sure we all have a lot of snubs. Yeah, well, let, let's, well of let's these, let's do our pick. All right, let me get Tsushima out of the way. <laughs> this guy is very good, again, at doing honorable samurai. I think he did a phenomenal job, given it sucks. I think he did a phenomenal job with the source material he was given. And I think that it is unfair of me to say this when he is going up against these other four. Samurai's talk boring, dude. It's, I know, like, but he did such a good job. Also, shout out to everybody in Ghost of Tsushima for both audio design and performance, because the cast, everybody in that game is multilingual, and the cast did the entirety of the game in both English and Japanese. It's the same cast. Wait, really? Yes. That's awesome. That so, is awesome. Really cool. I didn't know about that. And the the performances in Japanese, I am obviously nowhere near equipped to judge them, but they sound very good for what I've seen. It's a I've shame seen. they went through the work for all that, but couldn't get the limps, the uh, the lip syncing right. Like that's a bummer. Yeah, at least I think I know he did. I should say I'm not a hundred percent positive, but I think a lot of the cast did do their voices in both. And that, that I know still makes fa- it stand out a bit. Like, I know for a fact that neat. he did. Jin Sakai in both English and Japanese, and they are both very good performances. Dude, bilingual people are awesome. <laughs> I wish I could speak a foreign also, language. Also, shout out to Naji Jeter, who is, I should say, blasphemous. My personal pick, Miles Morales, because <laughs> he is also multilingual. Miles is half Hispanic and half black, and yes. I have a couple family... They work that into his, his character as yes. well. Yes, okay. I have a couple yeah. family members who are also... Hispanic and multilingual and Frankie rules the way he's (laughs) the way he transitions naturally mid sentence from Spanish to English, like saying just like saying te amo instead of I love you in the middle of speaking a full English sentence and stuff like that. No, it's very authentic and very authentic, very natural. And also the entire voice cast of Miles Morales is very good. Shout out specifically to Miles' mom in that game. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the woman's name who played Rio Morales, but she is very good in that game. From what I saw, that game seemed very respectful to its like the the oh yeah the culture and everything. And same with Ghosts. But what's your bet? Uh, are you putting it on? I'm gonna put. Honest, I'm gonna put it honestly, on. Uh, I think- Ashley Johnson. Okay, I am the inverse. So I'm picking Ashley Johnson, which was an incredible performance. Oh, uh, of course. It, um, and and absolutely, it shouldn't. It you know understood. All of these are Lara Bailey and Logan as well. But and, and I'm choosing her because because uh, Troy Baker was not nominated, which I know is a kind of a cliche because he is he's. Troy you Baker's know. so good, though. Also, in Miles I know. Morales. He's, he's, pro- <laughs> he, he's, he's prolific for... Wait, who's in Miles Morales? He is the... Um, him and Laura Bailey are both in Miles Morales. Laura Bailey is oh, one of the sure. villains, and Troy Baker is the other villain. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean people like Troy Baker and Nolan North are, are, are chosen often for a reason. <laughs> it's yes. because they're incredibly fucking good at their job. Mm-hmm. But honestly, think I, I believe this might be Troy's best performance. And it's funny because he is... Uh, Joel is not... I should say, like, a huge part of Last of Us 2 is not all over that game in the same way that Ashley and Lara are, but I think every scene that he's in is so incredibly uh, 
just effective and moving. Yes, he's he is great. Also, I'm gonna say Logan Cunningham, great as Hades. I would pick a lot of other people in that game. Yes, uh, I mean who Darren Corb does Darren Corb Zagreus and Skelly, right? Yeah, Zagreus is incredible. Yes, Uh, Greg Kasavin, my my crush. uh, (laughs) Yeah, the the owner of Supergiant and also writer of the game. He does uh, what's his face? He's kind of a dick, but I grew to like him. Uh, Shit. The Ferryman or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, these these names. Avalon Penrose does Meg, and I think she's great. Uh, who does um, Hot Goth Mom? Why can't I remember? Nick? <laughs> yeah, I forget. I forget. <laughs> I know um, Ashley Barrett, who is the singer that sings all the songs on the soundtrack, is yeah. also... Who's Dusa? <laughs> she's also the... Um, what's her face? God, I can't remember anybody's name. Okay. I know. Darren Corvus, Zagreus, and Skelly. Nyx is Jamie Landrum, who also does Artemis. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of shared uh, characters yeah, here. There's a lot of... Hypnos is Greg Kasavin. Yes, that's what it was. There's a dog, and, and I, a dog named <laughs> Solo. Shout out to Solo. He <gasps> does Cerberus. Wait, Solo does Cerberus? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was going to say uh, other games, you know, I would be remiss. I, even Andrew brought this up if I didn't mention Jill Valentine's actress, uh, Nicole Tompkins. She's okay. great in the RE3 remake. I, I was actually surprised not to see, uh, I think her name's Sandra Sad, the Captain Marvel. Yes, from the, okay. it's, like the, so, it's like the one thing about that game that I heard uh, the, gonna, people super positive on was her. If I'm going to shout out Avengers for anything, Nolan North does a very good job as Iron Man. Troy's not as well, right? Travis nice. Willingham does a very good job as Thor. And Laura Bailey. <laughs> Troy does a very good job. Troy Baker does a very good job as Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. To the point where, like, they did the right way to do the Hulk, which is to make Bruce Banner the character, not the Hulk. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the the MCU figured that out as yeah. well as time went on. And uh, and Laura Bailey as Black Widow also. And um, Ashley Birch is going to be added to the game as uh, the female Hawkeye. Why can't I remember her name? Didn't they delay that character? They did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the lady who plays Miss Marvel. Kamala Khan, because she is very good. Before we get to Chris's wild card guesses, I'd also like to uh, point out uh, the cast of Little Hope. I don't know all their names. I know the kid from Where the Millers and Midsommar was who I played. uh uh, But uh, they were all very good. The right Mm -hmm. amount of of camp and cheese, I think. Yes. uh, Which is, you know, shouldn't be understated. That stuff's fun. All right. Well, uh, what was your... Yes. Mine was mine was the inverse of yours because my pick was Ashley, but I actually bet on Jeter. Okay. But all right, and Chris, what's your what's your anti pick? This is not least likely to win. It's unlikely to win because I don't <laughs> want to say least likely to win. That that's got a negative. Con- I'm editing as we go along. Okay. Yeah. It's got a very negative connotation. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to put anybody down. No, that's fair. I mean. That's fair. Least unlikely. Unlikely to win, I think, is Logan Cunningham as Hades. <laughs> I don't know. That that bassy like reverb that he has in his voice is I'm just going off of what else is most likely going right. to win in the, my the head. popular picks. <laughs> I, I almost would have said Lara uh, uh, sadly might be the least just because of her character, not because of her performance right. with Abby. So yeah, that uh performance is always a rough category with with how few entries are allowed. They do need a best uh like full cast one or something like the SAG Awards, you know? Yeah. But going on to, this is uh, more of an odd award next, called Games for Impact. 
or for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social message. There's If Found, I'm not sure about that one, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spiritfarer, Tell Me Why, and Through the Darkest of Times. Not familiar with that one either. Yeah, so what do the, you think, Austin? the only ones I've played are Spirit Fair and Tell Me Why. I've uh, I've played Kentucky Route Zero and Tell Me Why. Well, uh, Kentucky Route Zero is a little bit more complicated, but I'll get to that after you. I just want to quickly shout out Bug Snacks. Uh, <laughs> Bug Snacks, you may all know as the meme game where you play as the Muppet-looking people that, that eat strawberries that crawl and then their arms turn to strawberries. I heard that final act gets very weird. <laughs> Without getting too spoilery, that game is actually all about personal failure and regret and depression. And I think that they do that's, that's so a very good job at tackling those issues. And, and it, it, it goes in line with them, young horses, because Octodad was a very similar where it's like, ah, you're an octopus trying oh, to be a human. But the end, the the end of the game okay. is kind of touching where the whole message is about like, Owning up to who you are and being yourself and being okay what with who you are. What does it mean are. to be a father? Yeah, sure. So, an Octodad. Tell me why is tricky. I'm very, I only played the, f- the first episode. I think you played more than me. I'm very you happy the, that we have trans representation it. in video games. And it is actually... Absolutely. Yeah. I forget the character's name, but he is voiced by a trans man. And that yeah, is. Yeah, he was also a consultant. He like, he was a, a part of the team for the script and everything, which is the right move. I think that he's very good. I think that the person who plays his sister is also very good. Yeah. His performance as well. I think. Of- I almost think that this is going to sound a little shitty, maybe, but I think that that game being like this sort of weird Life is Strange style supernatural murder mystery game kind of takes away from that representation a little bit Mm. i mean it's it's funny i think i've i've talked about before how like every life is strange type project since the first one and maybe a little bit of the prequel spinoff like has yet to affect me the way that that first game did or that those did like um spirit fair is adorable you yeah you play the ferryman to the underworld, and you are ferrying lost souls. And it is a game all about death. I did not get far enough into it to make a full-on judgment of it. That, it's funny because that that game is my bet, just on the sheer response to it. But okay, uh, well, it's, let's, it's, let's it's just too get, cute for me. Let's just get, right. let's just get into it. Unless you want to go on your rant about Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> for those who don't know, Kentucky Route Zero, I believe, was crowdfunded. It's been in. It was episodic. Uh, that uh, those episodes have been coming out since I think 2012 or 2013. <laughs> they, after years of being silent, they finally packaged them all together with their last, with their finale, and then uh, I think that God, it released in like January, which by then I've I long moved on from the the first two or three episodes that I played, and that game is. That game has an aesthetic. It's very David Lynchian, which I think works in in a lot of ways. It's 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 absolutely intriguing, and I, I was I was into it. But like, it's a little hard for me to shake the pretentiousness and obtuseness of it. It's very avant garde, and I think there is a lot of people maybe reading a little more into it than than I think it deserves. But. I don't know. I'm I'm torn on that. But I but I also have a little bit of chip on my shoulder when it comes to things that are overly precious or saccharine, like tell me why or spirit fair. 
you know, which is funny, like you mentioned, you know, one of your shout outs being bug snacks. Like I, I think it's I think something like Last of Us should should be here. Even if it it's not what you would associate with the rest of these categories, that game also, I think, respectfully handles trans representation and and also like themes of 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 guilt and stuff like that and in a way that at least um, moved me. But sure, um, I think that triple a the game the, uh, yeah it's not, uh, and, and it's, it's not the category for AAA it's also like the, the, no it's not and, and i'm not saying that the pro social meshes is, is necessarily at the forefront of it but you know i i guess my pick uh, of these that i've uh, actively engaged with would be tell me why just because like it, it seemed very effective at what it was doing yeah and, my, and it my did personal it, pick is also going to be tell me why just because the mystery element of it is uh, was also still there in a way that propelled the, me having, enough, but. having a trans character in a game and kind of covering their struggle does seem like a good pro social message yeah so for sure my guess is kentucky route zero because it's an award <laughs> okay. show and it's pretentious yeah. as shit so all right sorry. My, my bet is spirit fairer sorry if but. you like uh kentucky route zero i haven't played it but from what the randy, music is cool from what randy <laughs> tells me it seems very pretentious and award shows love pretension okay <laughs> so chris what's your what's your pick also apologies real quick apologies to through the darkest of times and if yeah found, and in found know, we just i don't know what those are <laughs> and hey maybe, maybe maybe this award show will kind of give them like yeah, you know. I'll probably go check out at least what they are. Yeah, it's it's cool to see them get, to get their recognition in a way that maybe more people will discover them. But mm-hmm. can't, I can't say that they ever made it to my wheelhouse. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like saying uh, which one is uh, unlikely to win here is a surefire way for me to to lose. So I'm going to choose to pick none of them, and that <laughs> right. way I cannot lose in my own challenge. You want to know what's go. funny? I think you might have done that last year and still won like, <laughs> for the same like, exact uh, category. Yeah, we're, not picking, uh, we're not picking anything. <laughs> so you hate them all. Got it. By the way, looking at the, the nominees for this next category is like the complete opposite. We're going to pivot very hard here. Yeah. Best ongoing awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. The story of that thing continues to be just so like you know crazy to me. It's What do you think, Austin? <laughs> Well, hold on. I want to ask so Chris. You've actually played No Man's Sky this year, correct? I have. I put yeah. in probably about fifty more hours this year with Jason. So him and the, Jason uh, got into it a, uh, uh, quite a bit. Yeah, on that the recap. last the yeah. last I checked, they just added the multiplayer thing. So have they been still adding a bunch of content and stuff? The yeah, multiplayer thing's actually been added for a decent amount that's of time. What I, but that's they what just, I mean. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they just updated it a bunch though. The newest update, they added a bunch of cool stuff. It's it's really cool. It was nice playing with Jason um, since he had never experienced it. And we were just kind of like just messing around in his star system and all this stuff. Like, yeah, I, it felt fun. Like he's just like on a planet with this tiny little blaster. Like, look, I made a hut, and I'm like, watch this, and I call my fleet of twenty <laughs> ships into the atmosphere above him. Like it, it, it was lots of fun. To, right. Like just like because honestly, game. I think that game might be my bet. Like I bet? like okay. Here's, yeah. here's my thing. I don't know about for bet, but that is absolutely my personal pick because that is the only one of these five that has no financial incentive to keep adding shit. <laughs> That's a very good point, actually. All the rest of these have to because they're games as services. 
Mm-hmm. No Man's Sky kind of is, but also like you don't pay a subscription. There's no battle pass. So like, I mean, yeah, you know, you're right. It is the least exploitive. Like mm-hmm. it is just, there, there's a lot of good faith in like that game continuing to be what people want it to be. Cause like my pick is Warzone just because of these, that, that is what I played this year and, and, and enjoyed frankly, like yeah, quite Warzone's frankly, great. much, much more than uh, modern warfare that I was attached to. But like also Warzone is the only game on here that released this year. <laughs> Like, which is right. kind of odd. You know, like, you know, like even the new cuts out on here. But, but I do hate battle passes, which is why I, I'm picking No Man's Sky, or I'm betting on No Man's Sky. Okay. My pick is Call of Duty. Uh, my pick is going to be Fortnite because they added uh, Marvel shit to it this year. That's my reasoning. <laughs> they, they've added uh, Marvel shit to that fucking before. Yeah, they did it again. Star Wars shit. Yeah, did they? Is, yeah. is Thanos's like glove in it or something? No, that was from before. Now Wolverine right. and Storm and shit are in it. So. <laughs> and I guess um, we should call out a fucking Rainbow Six Siege as well. Yes, because Rainbow they can, Six they Siege can, continuing they can, ongoing. Yeah, it is the one game like year to year I'm motivated still to get their season pass because I like I just think that their new characters are always interesting and their events are always fun. It always gets us all to log on. And uh, also, like, I guess uh, I know, Chris, like, you've been actively playing ESO uh, as far as ongoing games go. That's like. Yes. Oh, no, this is game's incredible. Yeah. It's growing all the time. Yeah. I mean, just from what Jason and you have told me, I would I would say that that's a. I think it's snub. still number three. It's just like right behind Final Fantasy and WoW. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why are those games not on the list? Maybe that. You're, you're right. That actually is very true. It's sort of shocking now that you mentioned it to not see, like,. That's that's stuff. There's got to be something yeah. behind that. Something behind excluding MMOs from the list. Maybe it's because they're designed for longevity. Sure. Oh yeah, like from the from the beginning, that's kind of what you expect. Like, yeah, it's not like nobody builds an MMO to be like, all right, you play it for 20 hours and then goodbye. Like, <laughs> yeah. everybody's intention is for you to play it forever. That's a know? good point. So now it's best indie, Wait, which will on. only get more. Chris, confusing your, over time. What's your guess? Oh yeah, going? sorry. I'm 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 sorry for that. This is a tough one. Mm-hmm. What's least likely or what's <laughs> unlikely? I, I Apex is probably unlikely. <laughs> I was I was about to say that. Unlikely, but also, I would say Destiny simply because Destiny? they just removed Destiny a bunch. They just removed all unlikely. of the stuff from it. And what they added was just the same recycled skins again. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Yeah, my, Destiny my continues to be such a shame just because also, of how good that gameplay is, and it's like, uh-huh. why can't they just fucking figure it out? For ongoing game, uh, shout out to Anthem, and also <laughs> shout out to <laughs> shout out to Avengers, Crucible, and <laughs> well, no, Crucible's not ongoing. Uh, well, neither's Anthem. They haven't updated it since last year. How did they added the storms or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> that Christmas event was going to like February. It's like they just fucking shut the lights Listen, out. Listen, I will say, <laughs> for real though, there's a new death of a, a, death of a have, game on it. They have been updating a blog on Anthem nobody is reading about what <laughs> they're doing so to that sad. game. And like, they, except for you. Yeah. I did, <laughs> the one you know, and I did read it. And like, yeah. they could totally just be doing the artifact thing where they're like now nah, we're working on it and then never say anything but oh, they're, artifact, yeah. they're actually bringing up to people what they're changing and like it seems like they're more committed so my own category i guess is, they wish that, that they are hoping desperately that they pull a final fantasy 14 but i don't best, know best game trying to come back from the dead shout out to anthem <laughs> <laughs>
That's eh. all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> all right, back back to indie game, which uh, it's so the, the, we all know it's. The, yeah, I know, I know. The, so the description here is for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system, which is not the worst explanation when you break it down like that. There, but they have carry on. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, <laughs> Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spirit Fair. It's Hades. Yeah, the, I know. Well, you pointed it's that like, out because it's, it, like, it, when, it's, it's like, the, like when Toy Story is like, it's I also know. nominated for Best Picture. It's like, okay, well, then it's the best animated movie if it also was good <laughs> enough to be nominated yeah. for Best Picture. But, like, you know, shout out to Carry On. That game is. That it's game very rules. cool. Uh, it's yeah. awesome. It, and, out, and it, it is a to total. It totally, both of those games totally fit in with Devolver's library of yes. just thinking outside the box those are very punk rock games once again shout out to spirit fair neat little game i have not played spelunky 2 but i don't like spelunky 1 so me neither yeah. I, I i there are people that worship spelunky 1 best, and the best way I two is it, like more than of the same i think patrick, patrick klepik of vice games formerly of huge Giant spelunky Bomb, fan huge yeah. spelunky fan wrote an article this year about why he's playing more hades than spelunky 2 so that should show that. you yeah where the industry is at in terms of those two roguelikes uh, unfortunately <laughs> uh also spelunky, lots but. of help with uh ps plus and game pass here Yes. Which, which uh, turns out maybe what that's what you need uh, these days is a small studio. <laughs> yep. I only played Spirit Fair and Carry On because of Game Pass, and they were both great. Yeah. So. And Fall Guys was a PS Plus as well. But yeah, I'm I'm personal and guess Hades. Where's your uh, your shout out to Cook Serve Delicious 3? Cook Serve Delicious well, yeah, Cook Serve Delicious right? 3 is not a video game. It is a way of life. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and I would have. It's so hard. It's uh, so stressful and so hard. But I love it so much. Shout out to like Cook Serve Delicious Three. I, I wanted to throw uh, like also. Uh, I, I wanted to reference Super Hot Mind Control Delete, which was very cool yes. little roguelike. It was free if you if you own the original. I had a lot of fun with that for like a few days there, and and also because uh, I think. Yes, Jackbox Party Pack 7, because mm-hmm. they, they continue to self-publish, and I think this is uh, honestly probably one of the best packs they've had in years yes, I think uh, it's, of minigames. Yes, I think it's their second best after three. And we should fucking play it more, because yes. it's, it's, it still continues to be hilarious and charming and a great way to bring people together, whether yes. in the, they're in the same environment or not. <laughs> and the fact that they're, they still could fucking are the only studio that knows how to use a cell phone as a controller... <laughs> it yeah. doesn't require a bunch of weird hoops that make it inaccessible to all audiences but also sh- i don't know if this is still in early access but uh shout out to gtfo yeah and also shout yeah. out to skater xl yes both of those Which, games are very cool it sucks, man, because if it wasn't for the price, like, I think Skater XL is so fucking solid. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it really fills the void from the lack of skate games. And I, it's just, I, they just shouldn't have charged $40. I think people would have responded to that way more positively. Which, Chris, I know you're a big skate fan. You should check that out sometime if it ever goes on sale, because it's very cool. Yes, I have played the uh, demo or beta or something, some light version of that a while back i played it was really cool yeah i I found it as a as a total zen-like experience for me in a a depressing summer of not getting to like see people like it was a very great music and stuff like that it was nice to just also i believe skate skate around i believe that this game is published so it may not fit in this category but shout out to ghost runner as well i still want to 
pick that up. Yeah, and play uh, it. yeah, that's a that's a good one. It's because that's that's more I recent. Think but, uh, 505 published that, so I don't think it counts they for did. this category. But it, that is outside the traditional publisher system, as they call it. But it is that cool game, game is super cool and um, has a demo, which I wish more games did. And I think Austin, after you were watching me play a little bit of it, we said that of all the the games that have tried to continue Hotline Miami's formula, I think that has probably been the most successful at it. Like very just quick and snappy and like you know the presentation of it just being all in your face mm-hmm. which is great but yeah what's your uh what are you guys for guess and pick oh right right uh so my pick and bet is hades okay. <laughs> but i know that's a little on the nose uh, but i think least likely to be nominated the last of us two <laughs> is least likely very indie to, to ever be nominated <laughs> um i'm gonna go with fall guys is okay. unlikely Fall Guys is unlikely to be picked. Watch yeah. him just scoop it. <laughs> Got four and four and one odds, baby. <laughs> All right. So now it's best mobile game, the bane of my existence. I'm kidding. But uh, this is for the best game playable on a mobile device. I would and like the... to correct you. It is the best mobile game presented by LG Wing powered by Qualcomm Snapdragon. Thank you. Oh, God damn it. That that was like when Subway did the... Subway did Indie Game last year, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, so. LG Wing, eat fresh. <laughs> yes, I believe I did pick a sandwich as one of my answers. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you picked a sweet onion chicken teriyaki uh, and, still be- and still beat us somehow. <laughs> this is how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, read them off. Yeah, so it's Among Us, which uh, technically was not released this year, so it's kind of weird. I mean, also mm. it's playable on PC, but Call of Duty Mobile, which was also not this year. Wait, was that game nominated last year? Whatever. Yeah, mo- this, mobile ca- game, this category's a sham. I don't know. Mobile game is like ongoing game where they... Okay. Yeah. Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. Okay. So uh, I'm just gonna say right now, my pick and better among us. It's the only one I've played, and as, I enjoyed it enough. As the only member of the podcast <laughs> who has played all five of these games, you uh, played all five of these? Yeah. What do you have right. a problem with that? <laughs> uh, so Pokemon, you said Pokemon sucked, didn't you? Pokemon Cafe Mix is shit. It is it a match terrible. three? Yeah, it's a match three with tons of <laughs> microtransactions, and it's so boring. Cool. Uh, Legends of Runeterra, great card game. Genshin Impact, great Breath of the Wild clone. Call of Duty Mobile, great shooter. All of them just feel like... I pl- Oh, no, I did play Call of Duty Mobile last year. All of them so. just feel like I, me. I'm like, I wish I was on a computer playing these. Yeah. So, well, that's but that's the thing. It's like Among Us is also on PC. It's exactly the same. It kind is, of. Like the, the, the mini games play differently, but... Number one, the experience is comparable. And, yeah. and number two, Cross me play. and you both started right. playing Among Us specifically because we're like, I don't know if that's worth $5. And then we just You're right. And the, the mobile one was free. free one. Yeah. So I'm also going to say Among Us for my personal pick and guess. So Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Uh, first of all, do not tarnish Breath of the Wild with Genshin Impact. <laughs> I played Genshin Impact for probably 10 hours. It is a gotcha game that's 3D. I, th- I thought it was a gotcha game. I was like, I heard people comparing it, is, it to like Pokemon it, or something. No, it is 100% a gotcha Hunter. game turned into a fake MMO slash fake something. <laughs> it is cool. It has cool art. I do like the animations, but. Oh, yeah, yeah no, no. It is. It is. So that that's your choice then, right? 
No, no. I th- if you ask me, I think that would act somehow sneak in and beat Among Us because that game is insanely popular. It is, especially in other countries. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. It's a it's a sham to compare that to Breath of the Wild, but that is what they were going for. They just fucked it up with microtransactions. I and would they, they pulled people in by being like, the weapons don't degrade. Everybody played Breath of the Wild wrong. Rant over. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, Call of Duty Mobile, so Legends of Runeterra Call of Duty Mobile, Mobile I think, won last year, and I believe that you bet on it. I but- think I did. I'm going to say unlikely to win Pokemon yeah, Cafe. I was going to say, that, is, that game, it cannot be overstated how trash that game is. Okay. I did not Yeah, I barely knew about it. To the point where, like, the Disney fucking, the pop vinyl match three game is better just gonna say that <laughs> and also the disney one is also better so like <laughs> god best community support this order is strange by the way but i'm i'm just going with the formal list on their official website so recognizing a game for outstanding community support transparency and responsiveness including a social media activity memes that's how i interpret that and game updates slash patches there's okay so we got apex legends destiny 2 fall guys ultimate knockout fortnite no man's sky and valorant the thought of any fucking riot product being on here after the last couple of years that they've <sighs> had again, is truly shout, insane shout out to rainbow six yeah for sure totally and shout out to all the mmos as well yeah except for wow games like ESO that keep people what about wow classic <laughs> I guess shout out to WoW in general just because they actually delayed their latest expansion because people were so unhappy with the beta. So, <laughs> so not to jump ahead and go first, but like the way that Chris and, and uh, Jason talk about it, the way that like Twitter talks about it, my pick was probably of these No Man's Sky, but my bet would be Fall Guys because of just like the attention that got. Okay, I'm going to say anti-shout out to Fall Guys. Let me show my actual Steam game. How about that? <laughs> I know. I was going to say it took... I think they just fixed that in the last update. I don't care. Uh, it's been I far know. too long. I like. I can't play that game with my friends and not know who's who. It's ridiculous. I know. Uh, and the party system is jacked anyway is good. for a while. It's fun, yeah. I'm going to go with No Man's Sky for my pick for this one. For my guess, I mean. Oh, yeah? And also... My personal pick is also going to be No Man's Sky. Okay, because I'm think, betting I on think Fall that Guys, but I said Fortnite for best ongoing. But Jeff Keighley has a soft spot in his heart for No Man's Sky, and I think that. Oh that sure, game, but he that, ain't, he ain't picking them by himself. That game has gone from disaster to darling in a way that I think a lot of people appreciate. So yeah, like I'm, people who work within games and stuff. Yeah, if I'm going to bet against it for community support, I think I will give it the nod i i think they'll that people will it's funny looking it. at this because i feel like less popular titles probably have better communities more often than not yeah. like i bet the people who are actively playing no man's sky are like kinder than i don't know like the demographic that would be playing something like valorant actively I can, but i can tell you as somebody as somebody who has played valorant uh that very kind community super nice i can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not <laughs> you can't i am <laughs> okay Chris, didn't you play Valorant for a little bit too? 
I did. Um, what did you think I, of it? I uninstalled it because I'm terrible at those games. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not great at those Twitch shooters either. But and like, also the Riot anti cheat software did something to where some part of my CPU wouldn't load properly. Uh, um, that stuff scared spe- me a little too. For and it was sure. specific to my motherboard, like the what? issue. So I was just like, all right, whatever. I think though, <laughs> I unlikely that- to win is is Apex Legends. <laughs> I think that game is stupid. <laughs> right, that's all. <laughs> yeah, you're right to you're right to say that. I, I think because it's Valorant's interesting to me because it it came out this year. I was talking to Austin about this a little bit before we started recording, and that like, but it is a really cool game. No, Don't sure. I, I just more mean that like everybody was talking about it, and then like it kind of quieted down a little bit over time. And maybe that's just kind of like, I don't want to say that's due to like the echo chamber of like, you know, the people online they engage with or the people that I like, you know, play games with like locally. But I I just I I don't know too many folks that are like as hot on it as when it released. But yeah, what do I know? (laughs) Like, I mean, do you think they pulled anybody off of CSGO? (laughs) <laughs> like, I think they did. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it functions well. It's really, really cool. I, I mean, with that said, I do have a couple of friends who still play the game, at least a couple of games, pretty frequently. But I mean, I, I prefer if people uh, playing CS:GO moved on to <laughs> to like something new like Valorant. But you know, I can't say that uh, a shooter like that would appeal to me personally. I'll stick with Siege and Overwatch for now or cod but now we have the uh the half-life alex award <laughs> better known as best ar slash vr or for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality irrespective of platform there are dreams half-life alex marvel's iron man vr star wars squadrons and the walking dead saints and sinners it should be noted here that Squadrons is not forced VR, and uh, I mean, well, Dreams is not forced VR either. Mm-hmm. It's cool, but I don't know. It's it. I still think the the thing that Media Molecule did by like putting that out so late in the PS4's run is like odd. I I, I can't say like who's sticking with it. <laughs> like, even though it seems really cool, but uh, but clearly my my pick and bet are Half Life Alex because you know everybody who's played it by all accounts says it's amazing and that of these it's the one i I want to play but i kind of wonder how long they're going to continue with this category because i I think they're going to be digging uh more in 2021 to find uh yeah i mean my guess is half-life alex as well obviously because there will be full-on riots if that doesn't win best vr game let alone. <laughs> there were already yeah. almost full-on riots that it wasn't nominated spoilers for game of the year but mm-hmm. my pick is going to be have to be the only one that I played, which is Dreams. That game does a lot of very cool stuff with VR because it's all about making games instead of playing them. And the, yeah, re- like, it reminded me of Tilt Brush or something yeah, it's like, a lot like of when you're in You can actually sculpt stuff in VR, and and as somebody who tried to do that with a controller. It's way easier in VR, and it's very cool. I just wish that studio, like, their messaging was better, or that those devs were, uh, I hate, this sounds very mean, but uh, were able to get it out a little sooner. Yeah. Because it was like, all anybody was talking about was new consoles and new hardware, like, when that hit mm-hmm. 1.0, or whatever you want to call it, but... Which one of these games are you going to bet against Half-Life Alex on, uh, Chris? Unlikely to win almost all of them, but... <laughs> I'll say specifically The Walking Dead. 
Saints and Sinners. I know like practically nothing about that fucking game. It's funny you say that because I think other than if Half Life Alex wasn't in this category, I would my guess would be Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Really? I heard that game is amazing. But what's what's it on? Uh, Is that Oculus Store or something? Based off of information I just received, (laughs) I'm going to actually change my answer. No, Iron Man is actually pretty cool. I played. All right, well then, if all else fails, you just bet on EA. They're never going to win anything at these ever again because everyone hates them. I will keep. I will keep my answer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Safe bet. Okay. Walking Dead. Yeah. So we got through that. So I like this. We actually have a new category introduced this year called uh, innovation and accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. They chose Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, I don't know that one, The Last of Us Part Two. And in its only nomination, Watch Dogs Legion. Only nomination? That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Ghost of Tsushima, because it has a lot of accessibility options. Sony's big on that. I was actually going to suggest Tony Hawk and Hades having their, like, modifiers to kind of make things easier if you just want to kind of experience them in your own way, which is cool. They don't, like, lock out achievements and trophies and stuff with that. I'm going to say Last of Us 2 for both my personal and my guess. So that was my pick. I I was going to bet on Grounded because all anybody was talking about was the stupid arachnophobia mode, (laughs) which is... I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of people with arachnophobia. I just think, like, I never mind. I, I don't. I, it, this is hard for me to give my opinion on without it, me sounding insensitive. But like, I, I got to see what the the alterations in that because of my roommate downloading and playing that game, and it's very simple. And if like, and if you really want to try and make games that are like respectful of people's phobias. That is going to be kind of restricted in what you want to do creatively a lot. Because, like, Last of Us has true accessibility options, regardless if you're colorblind or want to remap the controller in certain ways. Death, but, like, there are, for there are people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If you're deaf, but there are moments in that game that are, um, like, if you uh, have a, a fear of heights, and, like, but it's, like, narratively tied to the story. So yeah. it's, like, you know, I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm all about making games accessible as possible. There was obviously controversy with the Demon Souls remake, like, about that. There was, like, backlash to whether they want, like, you're you're changing the spirit of the game too much. But, you know, like, I have gone on record numerous times complaining about game difficulty, and I've been playing games my whole life. But I don't know. I think of these, Grounded is the one I heard a lot about because that was a very new way of looking at those kind of options. So okay. that that's my that's my bet. All it all it does is turn the spiders into very low poly blobs, and there's like ten different little ticks of tears you could do that just remove their limbs. It's it's kind of odd. I actually find the the lower versions of that more unsettling because it's like you can make the spider have six legs and then four and then it's like just a body with fangs and then it's no fangs and then if you knock it all the way down it just looks like a like an asset placeholder <laughs> like where it's just a gray blob but like the hitbox is still too large compared to the rest of it so like it kind of in some ways makes the game harder to play. <laughs> But right, uh, but yeah, my pick is Last of Us, but my my bet is Grounded. All right, Chris, Grounded was fun. 
Grounded was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, Grounded's cool. I, I wasn't wanna... I wasn't discrediting what that game is at all. I just found that option very funny. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just trying to think. I don't want to give it to that one. Don't want to. I don't think it's unlikely to win. Yeah, it is unlikely to win. <laughs> I still, I, uh, I still found Gears Five from last year having kind of the craziest accessibility. Microsoft has been very good with that lately. This is another another category that is very. I feel like picking nothing. <laughs> um, uh, apparently Ubisoft is, is doing a decent job at this since two of their key fall releases. Are... Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm going to go with Watch Dogs just because, just get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch it win. I hope, I hope not. <laughs> so now, now onto the genre stuff. Some make sense, some not, as far as their categorizing goes. First is... Best action game for the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. We have Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex. Is it Neo 2 or Nio 2? Hmm. The one that everyone forgot came out? And uh, Streets of Rage 4. <laughs> sure. I mean, uh, I know, Austin, I know you had a little bit uh, you had <laughs> to say about the Souls likes and where they belong, considering they're kind of split uh, Chris, across these. Chris already covered it in our last one. There's no distinction. They gave a distinction between action and action adventure, because this one's primarily on combat, and then action adventure is combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Which mm. I guess Nio 2 doesn't have as much puzzle solving as. Uh, yeah, I guess it's level Fallout based, Order. right? But they're both Dark Souls clones, so like. What? <laughs> Whatever. Hades. Hades is also my pick. I think that game handles action very well in a way that's like super. I feel like I've used this word too much tonight, but it's just it's fun. Like it just it feels good fighting shit. I, I wish I, I had a more like you know kind of elegant or poised description of like how all those systems play together. But it's just a the combat just flows so the well. Combat I mean, just, the combat, yeah, like the it, combat in Doom, Doom Eternal also flows really well. Except it does. There's a little too much to juggle, which yeah. I think turns some people off because of how hard and complicated that game got later. Like they, they the fact that they're introducing new elements of it like hours into that game. Yeah. Also, but my, again, my, my pick is Hades, but my bet is Half Life Alex for okay. this. Right. Yeah. Just from what I've people have told me and what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, I played Streets of Rage 4. It's Streets of Rage. It's fine. Neo is just worse Dark Souls, so <laughs> whatever. Hades is Hades rules. Shout out to Doom Eternal. Also has great combat. Yeah. Also a great game. Haven't played Half-Life Alex, although I'm sure it's phenomenal. But I'm going to go with Hades. I mean, other than VR, I think action, you know, like, makes the most sense. I mean, pe- people say that game is actually kind of, like, meant to be, like, intense and scary as well. But, like, you mm. know, that seems like a... From the footage I've seen, just like action in your face. So okay, was there before we? Uh, I mean, was there anything you wanted to say maybe about Cold War? Would that fit? I, in kn- here? I noticed that. I guess it would, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if Doom is in here, I think typically sure. this is where a shooter would go. I don't know. It's weird. So a bunch of stuff obviously came out on November 10th through 12th because that's when the PS5 and the Xbox Series X came out. And some of it yes. was nominated, some of it wasn't. Yeah, and we'll which get, we'll get into a little bit of that soon. We'll but, get into that later, but but it, but yeah, like the fact that modern that Warzone is was nominated, but not you know. Call of Duty Cold War is the best Call of Duty campaign that I have played in a very long time. 
it seems like a good package. They're committed to their setting, and, and yes, I, it, it seems is very, it paced is very well. And, Black you know. Ops, it's got a whole bunch of espionage shit in it, and in Call of Duty fashion, it tries to whitewash history a little bit, but you know. Of course. I mean, I've only played a few levels, but it, it's already left a way better impression on me than the it's last It's more like a Bond campaign than a Call did. of Duty campaign, and... Which, that's my shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, shout out to that game. I don't know what to shout out for snubs, because I was about to say shout out to fucking Ghost of Tsushima, and I realized it's nominated in the next fucking category. So, I don't know what what to say for snubs here, really. Most games have an element, like, some form of action in them, you know? Yeah. Like, I I mean, I guess is it's nominated, right? Okay, no, I guess RE3 would be action-adventure. Okay. Yeah, that's because I trust me. I was gonna rant about that, <laughs> um, but shout uh, out, shout out like, to Avengers. I don't know, like <laughs> right, Chris, what's your what's your pick for least likely? Definitely Streets of Rage Four. Good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one will argue with you there, <laughs> dude. If the fucking takes it, that would oh fucking shout out to Battletoads. That's the that's one. Yeah. That game is a, is a much better Streets of Rage 4. No offense is. to Streets of Rage 4. It's it's a fun little beat em up and it was it's funny. I don't know. It was, yeah, it's hilarious. It, it yeah, is a great like it, game. it made us it, we were cracking up. Very meta uh, as well. Yeah. Rare's good at that. So, not to be uh confused with it, it, <laughs> or more confused than we are, as Austin said, the next is Best Action Adventure, which they say is for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving like you said they selected assassin's creed valhalla ghosts of tsushima marvel spider-man miles morales ori and the will of the wisps <laughs> last year's star wars uh, jedi fallen order and the last of us part two and yeah fucking resident evil 3 should be on here it should like, i know it's it's not as good as two and it's much shorter but it's fucking still very solid yeah and yeah yes that absolutely should be on here um i don't fucking know dude <laughs> you finished fallen order right is I there guess, anything you want to yeah, say about no, that fallen order is fallen order blows, dude it's <laughs> yeah I, know. I did not uh complete it it's not it's a bad i don't that's that's a strong word it's, i know i played I, I was like this is fine i don't i have i have a little bit of star wars fatigue especially when it comes to the jedi i was like i it's stupid dark souls i don't know what else to say it's a good game but like <laughs> i don't i yeah <laughs> Yeah. Especially looking, looking at this category right now, I have not played Valhalla, and I—I I mean, I, the reason I, the reason I get upset at the the lack of RE3 is because that is like the definition the, the, by, of traversal of the category in combat. It, yeah. Yes, exactly. Like. Yeah. yeah. Also, again, shout out to Carrion. If they're going to put Ori, if they're going to put Metroidvanias in with this, then shout out oh, to Carrion right. again. Yeah. It's Ori is definitely uh, Dude, the odd one out here. I don't fucking know. I, like, uh, <laughs> also that is also my pick for. Almost fails to bet on Ori. <laughs> okay. I, I I mean I'm gonna say my pick is Last of Us Two, and my bet is Ghost of Tsushima. I think if Ghost is gonna get anything as far as the major categories go, it's gonna be it's it might it might be this. Not that la- anything about Last of Us, the way that it handles combat encounters, should be understated. Because right. this the stealth and AI and like design of those action set pieces is here's the thing, okay? Just amazing. Here's the thing: the word traversal in that description 
I'm, I immediately pictured Spider-Man when you said it. Shout so. out. <laughs> my personal pick, even though Last of Us is higher on my list, personal list in my head for the year. My personal pick for specifically action-adventure game combining combat and traversal has to be Spider-Man Miles Morales. All right. Yeah. Open world games are so fucking rote these days. And if you can if you can make a game put fast travel in it and then have me not fast travel, do you win yeah. this category of, of, of It's like, like do you world? do you want to web sling around New York uh listening to hip hop trap music Hell or yeah, do you want to or do you want to ride a horse to the next location, you know, mm-hmm. with ghosts like yeah. Or or Assassin's Creed, I guess I should say. Yeah. Parkour aside. But. I'm gonna say Last of Us two for my bet though cool but shout out to miles morales for once again that swinging is the best (laughs) so we we have a another ever-changing genre next with a best role-playing game for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression including massively multiplayer experiences okay so So that description does help but there's tell you my pick (laughs) there's final fantasy 7 remake Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royale, which I think is a little bit of a cheat, Wasteland 3, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and nothing for Demon Souls somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, Demon Souls would be action, would be action, because Dio's action. Uh, I, all right. Uh, whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I will. I would also put my pick and bet on Final Fantasy. I mean, Persona Five is really cool, and I love the way that people describe Yakuza. Of all video game series out there that I wish I could kind of seriously get into, that is definitely okay. one of the top ones to me. Is so Yakuza? I not, but I have not played many much Yakuza, nor have I even touched Yakuza well, like a dragon. This one's not a beat 'em up. This is the one that's like a turn based like yeah, and they it's, made it's supposed it. to be like Dragon Quest, right? It's like, called yeah. Yakuza like a dragon because it's what if we turned Yakuza into Dragon Quest? That's why it's called I mean, Yakuza I think like a dragon. That's written into the fiction. Like the character's a Dragon Quest fan. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the so they whole, just literalize those fights and like the whole idea came when on April Fool's Day they announced a turn-based Yakuza game, and everybody went, "Actually, I'd play that." And then they made it. That's where Yakuza <laughs> Like a Dragon came from. That's so wow, it's not that's like win a Donut County level of like trolling. It's not going to win this category, and I have not played it. But shout out to that game. Because every gif I also shout out to that game because people flip their shit for like uh, uh, what's that game called? Fuck Deadly Premonition Two and how wacky it is. But every gif I've seen of Yakuza <laughs> Like a Dragon seems like a better version of that. Like it's, <laughs> I, I I know there's a chicken that plays checkers. I mean that game yeah. probably runs at a way better frame rate. I can tell you that much. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So your pick is, and. Your pick for both is Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. I'm going to go against my heart, which last year was a mistake, and I hope it's a mistake (laughs) again, but I'm going to say, obviously, my pick is Final Fantasy VII. My guess is going to be Persona 5. That was almost mine uh, as well, but I think that game has like a 95 on Metacritic or something, like with Last of Us. Also, haven't played Wasteland 3, but, you know, I hear that's good. And like yeah. Chris said, Genshin Impact is just a slot machine masquerading as a video game, so fuck that game. So that's natural. That's what he's picking, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm picking Wasteland 3. It's most likely for average gamers to go, huh, and then keep moving. 
past it. Mm-hmm. However, uh, how Wasteland is really cool. <laughs> that game is co-op too, I believe. And now the most well thought out category. Of the yeah, whole this, is, this is the, this is the most fucked one of the of the year. I would say is best fighting game, which there's kind of a little bit of history with their choices uh, for these. But this is for the best game designed primarily around head to head combat. <laughs> they ended up with Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, which is cheating, but the last one. I know. I I'm wait. glad. I'm glad it finally uh, this game though gets its due without having to compete with the Smash Brothers, the, yeah. the, the like powerhouse. 2016 uh, Street Fighter 5. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Champion Edition. Yeah, One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows, and, and uh, <laughs> I can't uh, wait. Under Night. In birth, exe late clr. Am I having? Am I having a seizure? What did I just say? Is that also is that correct? also known in the community as Uniclear? Oh, I wish I knew that. If I was in the community, uh, maybe yeah, I would. I would uh, know. Under, Undernight in birth, exe late cl r. Why did they do this? Because Japan, dude. I, this is what this is what Dead Rising was making fun of like uh-huh. six years ago. So, um, before we get to, uh, you know, I, I guess because, you know, Austin, you know, Andrew would probably kill us otherwise yeah, if we didn't out, say what was them missing. F- them's fighting herds. Well, the, cause stuff that was on the online Evo list. Yeah. You know, like, because it wasn't just that game, but wasn't there one other one, I thought? I mean, I know last year Fantasy Strike came out and they picked Jump Force over that, which was a travesty. That Power Rangers game, was that last year as well? Yeah. Oh, no, Power Rangers, I believe... No, Power Rangers was last year. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember. The Evo list for this year was Skullgirls, Killer Instinct, Mortal Kombat 11, and Them's Fightin' Hurts. And Them's Fightin' okay. Hurts did come out this year, and a lot of people, not just our friend Andrew, are rightfully very upset that that wasn't nominated. And having played very, very little of it, and none of One Punch Man, I can tell you that it is absolutely a better fighting <laughs> game than One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. Although I have heard yeah. good things, I've heard great things about Grand Blue Fantasy Versus uh, okay. and Uniclear as They well. know Ar- it's Arxis. I mean, like, that's the thing. One Punch Man, like, is a, you know, I, I think that that's probably here because of its anime or manga counterparts. Sure. Which, uh, from what I've seen, are, you know, really entertaining. But if I have to play by their fucking rules, uh, I'll choose Mortal Kombat because at least Ultimate has, like, story content in there that I, I really want to see because that, that campaign in Base 11 was fantastic. But I, I guess. I think I, I might just put my bet on Street Fighter Five because if uh, you know they're okay. they're adding a lot of old characters, I think that people are super so into. So I'm gonna say my pick is Street Fighter Five because I did get back into it because of Champion Edition and it is a great game. I am actually going to say Uniclear. Oh, I was gonna say which one is that, and then I realized it's the fucking yeah <laughs> that mouthful that I I'm gonna, off. My <laughs> bet is Undernight in Birth Exe Late CL R. <laughs> Uh, Chris, what do you think? Uh, obviously, One Punch Man is unlikely to win. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right. So now it's kind of the the opposite uh, with the uh, best family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. 
Animal Crossing New Horizons, too hardcore. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, also too hardcore. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, way too hardcore. Man, these Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, uh, please give kids more credit. Paper Mario, The Origami King, and Where the Fuck is Astro's Playroom? <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. That's, like, that's weird. I think that game, I don't think enough people played that game early to nominate it or so, whatever. Right. Like, I know it's pre-installed with every PS5, and maybe just people didn't get to sit down with it long enough by the time the the date lockout happened for this, but that game is like a wonderful little Mario 64 that, you know, showcases that controller and celebrates, like, Sony's history in the way that, like, Smash Brothers does. It's just great. It's the first thing I've platinumed in, in like, forever. Yes. And I, and I I think, it to me, it's the biggest crime of all of these not being on here. Yeah, I mean, that's my, like, third favorite game of the year. So... Yeah. It's... Great. Even like that new Sackboy is not great, but it That's way more fitting fun. to the category than most of these. Like they strip a lot of the things that make Little Big Planet interesting out of it, but like I guess Minecraft Dungeons makes sense. It's boring, but these are tough. Like cuz you know, like uh, is quality-wise, I would I'd pick Crash Bandicoot 4. Like I I actually had a lot of fun like passing the controller you know with my roommate and stuff with it and um but fuck that game's hard like it's easier to clear if you're just looking to beat it without the like the collectible or challenge aspect of it but like if, if you're 100 percent it that, that game is brutal yes. so you know my, my bet would probably be animal crossing my then, bet, i suppose my bet and pick our Animal Crossing. If you're going specifically for family-oriented experiences, mm-hmm. because Animal Crossing can be hardcore, but you can also play it very casually. You're right. And and obviously it has an adorable look to it and stuff. Crash but. Bandicoot's too hard. Fall Guys is an eSports, so that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's the most... It's a multiplayer Battle Royale game. Like, it's... Yeah. What Mario family Kart, is like... Mario Kart Live Home Circuit is good if you're a rich family i guess oh is that uh, that's so that's not the mobile thing that's the physical yeah go-kart okay where they, they designed a fucking piece of they designed a remote control car that only works indoors on hard services that you have to be like five feet away from also and people were still people were still like yo nintendo that's so cool also <laughs> like, once also once again the fuck animal crossing not to spoil also nominated for Game of the Year, so why would that not win this category? Yeah, which I don't think Animal Crossing is going to win Game of the Year, so this is it's probably a shoe-in for this. Minecraft Dungeons is boring as shit, and yeah. uh, I haven't played Paper Mario, but... I heard it was uh, much better than the, the, the last few, so yeah. if that says anything or something. So, so what's your pick? Your pick is Crash. My, no, my pick is Crash. My bet is Animal yeah. Crossing. All right, Chris. Cr- Crash is very good. Least likely. All right. Least likely is um, Minecraft Dungeons sucks. I'm going to yeah. say Paper Mario, the Origami <laughs> King, is least likely. <laughs> You're like, what, is, what are people not talking about? <laughs> okay. Best sim slash strategy or the best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. <laughs> there is Crusader Kings 3. 
Desperados 3, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and XCOM Chimera Squad. I didn't mean to laugh when I was saying Gears. That's only because I saw Flight Simulator <laughs> next, and it, it, which is funny because that game is my pick and my bet. Okay. You know, so, yeah. otherwise known as the game where you fly, uh, you fly jets into your friends' houses. I but it, but it is so it's it's so weird to see it against these other things. It is a sim game. It is, and it's kind of th- therapeutic and like and totally educational. But like, yeah, when, I guess it's just when you're playing, when and your you, friends when, like, "Hey, crash <laughs> a plane into my old job," and you're like, "You got it," <laughs> and you did it, and I did it. <laughs> you absolutely, you committed. Yep. I, I think I just more mean like when you see it with XCOM and Gears Tactics back to back, it feels a little strange. But uh, so I my, would I wouldn't know where to put this game otherwise. So my pick is Microsoft Flight Simulator, but to be different from you, because that is a great game like it jokes is. aside it looks beautiful and it's it's fun and weird and like oh, God. and and totally uh like a continuation of of what that stuff was in the 90s like my brother used to play those when i was young on our family computer i don't, and like, I don't play these a lot they execute on that well i heard crusader kings 3 and desperados 3 are both phenomenal games if you're into that kind of thing yeah i've heard that too wasn't xcom a little bit more like Chimera's because it's a it's sort of it's a different thing. It's not like the XCOM reboot or two. Like it's it is gameplay wise, but it's it's a different. It's like more like Power Rangers kind of <laughs> where you're like oh, this <laughs> you're weird... gonna have to elaborate on that. I'm sorry, so I don't know much else. But it's like this weird XCOM. You're you're not forming a thing of soldiers, and it's like this. It, you're like a superhero squad within the XCOM universe, kind of. And when you punch all the enemies weird. in the chest, they burst into pieces and then disintegrate. Also, <laughs> it's a power Power Rangers reference. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I've already. I mean, I've already said mine. What do you What do you guys think? My personal pick is Microsoft Flight Sim. I am going to say for winner, I'm going to go ahead and guess Gears Tactics. All right. Damn, I so badly want to say Gears Tactics because seems- I hate hate it. Me too. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I don't mean I, I I don't know I didn't play Gears Tactics but like the footage I saw was like yeah, yeah oh, you know what like- yeah I hate it too much I'm gonna go with Crusader Kings three instead <laughs> for my, for my bet sure I think Desperados oh, damn no yeah strategy games niche people might pick a good game. <laughs> I like where your your head's at. I would say least likely it would probably be XCOM. XCOM. I will go with XCOM. Yeah, but I mean, XCOM. just because I know I know people who who truly loved XCOM one and two, but like didn't gravitate to this one as much. Yeah. So right. I don't know. Last for the genre awards is best sports slash racing game, or the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game. Redundant there, but yeah. We got Dirt 5, F1 2020, FIFA 21, NBA 2K21, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Fuck yeah. Tony Hawk. I, it's fu- yeah, obviously. I mean, sports and racing being together is always strange, but it's fucking, it's Tony Hawk. I'm doing Tony Hawk for both. Yeah, no, me too. And okay. that game captured nostalgia in the, in the best way. It came out at just the right time. It did. <laughs> you know, and it shouldn't be understated that, again, I was I was dicking around with Skater, Skater XL before it came out, but yeah. Also, shout out to them for being the first game to acknowledge the pandemic. Yeah, you're right. And and there were actually fucking people tweeting shit about that in a, in a negative way. Yeah. That, like, uh-huh. that they, they took a stance that said, hey, wear a mask, and, like, and... <laughs> 
And there was somehow an audience of... Of, of course of, there was, dude. Of course I there know. Was. But no uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered. Came out too late. Oh, uh, But yeah, no, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 was wonderful. They righted the wrongs of where that series ended up, especially with the HD reboot that they first attempted for the Summer of Arcade a few years ago. So that is absolutely my pick and my bet. <laughs> Same. It's phenomenal. Uh, seems like I pe- love that game. Yeah. And people responded to it very well. <laughs> Chris, F- F1 2020 <laughs> is easily most likely to win this game category. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how many I don't know how many people on the panel of judges are in like living act like in Europe and <laughs> following that shit regularly. But that's uh Yeah. And then subsequently into a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Notice uh, a distinct lack of EA on there, by the way, Austin. Uh, with the exception, I guess, uh, of, of FIFA. But well, yeah, yeah. F- I mean, FIFA's on there, but it's weird that Madden and NHL and all them aren't on there. It's weird. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's maybe because they had the worst series of box arts I've ever seen since like the Master System. Oh yeah. So now I gotta. Um, I, I, I have some shit to say here. Because the the what next is, is best mm, oh. no the ne- so it's it's best multiplayer game which they have for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences irrespective of game genre or platform but the the beef that I have is that why does it got to be online there you know like this year aside like no yeah th- I f- obviously I mean you we'll get into it. But I have a rant about that, but you got to read the nominees first so I can talk about snubs. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll read the nominees. So it's 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 Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, clearly, Call of Duty Warzone, not Cold War, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. Which, Where um, the fuck is Jackbox? W- exactly. That's my question. Yeah. And it's it's like, I understand that, the, you know, uh, something like Little Hope is a bit more niche. Because Jackbox is also online, though. Like, it works it is, online. It is. Yeah. But but I think it's 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 more by the nature of it being a party game. Sure. It's not as strictly competitive as the rest of these are. Well, Animal Crossing isn't competitive. Oh, <laughs> you're well, right. Well, it is, um, but not in the same way. <laughs> if, if, you if, kind if, of, you build if, that yourself. If looking at a, if looking at both of your girlfriends is any indication, <laughs> it, can, I think it's, it can be a wee bit competitive. But yeah, uh, I think in a it's, different it's way. Just, I think it's just the nature of, also, of I'm the joking. way that nobody's competitive uh, with Animal Crossing. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to my uh, Animal Crossing uh, rant in a second. I was just kidding, but I might also be as much as I've bitched about the way that they've handled this game before. That Super Mario Brothers 35 was a very fun online multiplayer experience. But I mean, of these, I guess I I played Warzone the most. I, I think it would be silly to bet against something like Among Us or Fall Guys. You do noted. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just don't like the fact that by description this they seem to exclude like because little little hope has a really neat online mode as well, but that's not how we experience like it. To, that's not how people describe it. I think I would like predominantly. to shout out Dota Underlords. Was that this year? Yes, came out 1.0 huh. this year, as well as Spellbreak. Yeah, Spellbreak was so fucking fun. Oh, I forgot about Spellbreak. I'd like to shout out both those for best multiplayer snubs, as well as Risk of Rain 2. I still have yet to play that. 
I'm so close to beating it on hard. Yeah. I like keep making it to the final boss and dying. <laughs> it's that game is insanely fucking difficult. Yes, it is. So here's the thing for this category. Tell you what, Austin, if if you choose one of choose either Among Us or Fall Guys, I'll choose the other one. <laughs> all right. So hold on, I got I got spiels for all of these. Let's start okay. off at the back. Valorant, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, you're just CSGO. Valorant's fun, but I have... I mean, you I can have, speak on it, and you and Chris get more than I and me, but... I have... Me being the controller I guy have, that I am. I've had a lot of fun with the other four. I mm-hmm. said this to everybody that played Animal Crossing New Horizons. I know I said it was like, it can be competitive. I was kidding. There was something very... Uh, there, was something, there was something very comforting... When that game came out, I am not an Animal Crossing fan whatsoever. I mean, it, it, I know what you mean, though, totally, especially with the, like, that game came out literally at the very beginning of, of lockdown. And, and that was a. But I was in a call. That brought people together in a game, in a way I that was, was, um. I was in a call with Chelsea and Mel, both former guests, as well as a couple of our other friends. And, mm-hmm. and I just bought it on the spot, sight unseen, because. It was just like hanging out with friends at a time where we couldn't, you know, and like yeah, where you desperately needed that type of and there was like interaction every day. It was like ah, this is happening on my island. Who wants to visit? And like oh man, they, you know, like I made a joke when that game came out that they they put a guitar pedal board in it, and it was at a time where I was like looking up a lot of guitar <laughs> yeah. pedals and buying them, and like. People were just sit, like sending like I would check my mailbox in Animal Crossing and I'd be getting guitar pedal boards and guitars and amps. <laughs> and it was like it was cute. It was, yeah. it was very comforting. I, I very much enjoyed specifically the multiplayer in Animal Crossing a whole lot. And it's funny because some of our group fell off of it. Others have held on to it and, and never let go. And, and then there's also people that kind of bounce in and out of it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that game kind of handles all of those well, like, you know, yeah. like... Among Us, we all got into Deceit a little bit this year. To, yeah, I, yeah. I enjoyed that, but I think Among Us is the best hidden role game I've ever played. <sighs> You're out of your mind. Uh, yeah, I'm, Getting, I'm, I'm on Team Deceit, to be honest. <laughs> we definitely got into Deceit. I'd say this year, Deceit was my... I got. I did a head dive into Deceit. <laughs> you know, I, know, I know you did, but... I, just, I mean... I, I like Among I, Us a whole lot. I, I take Among Us over Project Winter because it's it's Project Winter is a little too complicated, but I like the setup for for Deceit much more than Among Us. But but they but, actually but, added a mode in Project Winter that's a more uh, simplistic mode. They eliminated a lot of the objectives and made the map smaller. And stuff oh like that. yeah, okay, yeah. that's good. That's good to know then. I found that a little daunting, just like... Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, two Battle Royales. Fall Guys was obviously a lot of fun. But it, I'm, wore I'm, out, it, it wore thin quickly, but it is it, that game is like a great just kind of like chat with people yeah. and just... I am going to say Among Us is my bet, just based solely on the fact that this is a vote by committee thing and that is the most popular <laughs> yeah. game in the world right now. <laughs> that it is. It literally affected politics, which is not something video games do very <laughs> often. Uh, Animal Crossing did a little bit of uh, It did as a well. little bit as well. And then Joe Biden which got then banned. Nint- yeah, and then Nintendo banned <laughs> <laughs> Video game story of the year: Joe Biden gets banned from Animal Crossing. What kind of fucking future are we living in? So I'm gonna put that for my bet. For my personal pick, though, 
I'm going Warzone. My, so mine is Warzone as well because those events are fucking cool. They're when we cool, played zombies and, and stuff, I like, think that in a world for uh, October, that was in neat. a world where battle royales are still reigning supreme somehow. Yeah, they came out with you know Fortnite came out after PUBG, and you go, what are you doing? And then it blows up, and then. After Fortnite, you have Apex coming out and you have a whole bunch of competitors coming out. And then like way late in the game, like, <laughs> I, I mean, they did Blackout, but like, yeah, way too late into the game. A... Call of Duty's just like, I know we tried it once before. It didn't catch on. We're going to do it again. And it's the best one. Like it is. By That's the thing. Far, if, 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 it is if it makes me feel phenomenal. like a filthy casual, it's that game looks great and runs great and and plays super well and the the cross console stuff is integrated seamlessly and it's and it's free like the like the, the biggest detriment to that game that i can is say is the, is, is the file size <laughs> yeah. yeah like is is that it's a massive thing but like other than that like it's just like you know i think it it progression and stuff it, like i don't know just it, just the the way that they've done updates to it and the changes like of how they've listened to people of like how things should be balanced i think the gulag is the best way to handle like knockout multiplayer yeah and uh i think it's a good map i don't know after my reaction to modern the modern warfare reboot late last year i i, I was shocked that I, I got into Warzone uh, the way that I did. But it that ro- also released at just the right time in March. Uh, it rules. It, the way it combines Call <laughs> yeah. of Duty with those Battle Royale mechanics is, is brilliant. It it really is. And shout out to Infinity Ward for doing that because I did not yeah, think they didn't they, have I, to. <laughs> I didn't think they had it in them and they pulled it off. So Yeah. I think Austin, just to just to make things interesting, uh, since you bet on Fall uh, or Among Us, uh, I'll take Fall Guys. Okay. So. Okay. And then Chris. Valorant. Valorant. Which is I don't actually think is that it, like as I don't think bold any, as a pick as you think. Yeah. Far fetched. No. No, yeah. but I think that out of the bunch, that's 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 unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To get number one. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Though it is fu- it is funny though because I feel like uh, the fact that I bet on Fall Guys despite that it took most of the year to get its party system or profile names right. Yeah. It's <laughs> a little like. Uh, but okay, uh, so this will be a quicker one. This is content creator of the year for a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2020, which. Um, out of the gate right here it's it's alana pierce yep who's awesome and and, and not to and also you know friends with jeff yes uh, well friends with a lot oh, of yeah. people also friends also good friends with hideo kojima i mean i recently had a friend of the podcast we, we talked about earlier andrew recommended me her line of videos the ones that she does with troy baker and uh, austin wintery yes and mike and, bithell, uh, mike bithell. And, yeah. the, and the episodes i've heard have been great uh, <laughs> i only wish they were longer yeah. but we also have jn lopez nick Merks, Tim the Tapman, and I think uh, her name is uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. And it's like, I, I you know, I, I know very little about, it makes me sound old, but um, I can't say that I actively follow these other four nominees. Clearly my pick and bet is for Alana, but like over the years, this category is kind of like, it's made itself very clear that it always it tends to be geared towards a very specific type of entertainer and not to take anything away from the rest of these folk but like 
I think traditional video editors seem to get left behind a lot if they don't yeah stream <laughs> i mean alana's um, primarily a streamer as she well. is and I, I mean well now she, she just uh she's starting a new job soon right like she yeah, just got she's, a she's writing for the new god of war games oh shit all right i mean i mean i'm happy for her but it's like when i saw jeff Keeley tweet the nominations of all of them even game of the year i saw a lot of people responding to this one with like people they follow like you know and and me as well like like scott the waz and and donkey and nakey jakey and all the all and all these people that like are you know like making very entertaining and constructive criticisms of games like and doing kind of what we do in certain ways like when it comes to edutainment and like but i don't think that's what they're looking for in this and because so, uh, every year there's usually kind of one right because like I- historically people like uh jeff gersman and daniel dwyer have been nominated here greg miller yeah. won here but other than that there there seems to be a lot of just kind of you know like i don't even think this category it lends itself well to people in like the speed running community you know like yeah it's like I don't know. It, it's hard to narrow that shit down, but... I'm going to say Tim the Tatman, he got popular this year because the Fall Guys Twitter... I mean, he's been popular, but the Fall Guys Twitter account was picking on him because he couldn't win the game, and he kept streaming it, which was funny, <laughs> but... I mean, these these guys uh, are good people, right? Yes, <laughs> there's yeah. been, there's been some problematic uh, uh, nominees in the past, Val, so I just want to make... seems seems great. She played... The only, the only interaction online that i've had with her content was she played she was one of the people that played among us with aoc when aoc did that right okay awesome so she seemed pretty great nick Merckx, don't know anything about him jn lopez she is a content creator who founded a community called black girl gamers so ah okay because uh, the, the gentleman from able gamers i believe was nominated either last year or the year before and yes. that's like yeah people who are really doing significant work out there so i'm gonna say personally the only one of these people whose content i interact with on a on a somewhat regular basis is alana but i'm gonna go with, yeah there's a biasness there to me too yeah, so i'm gonna go with like, jn lopez for my bet because i do think from what i've read since she's been nominated i think she has positively impacted the gaming community in a whole number of ways cool so yeah chris do you know her or uh no i abstain any of these? from no, I abstained from picking any least likely to win. Too everybody, everybody should win. Yeah, in this category. Yeah, but also no, I haven't heard of any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, th- th- this is the category year to year that makes me feel just more and more out of touch. I suppose, but I mean, like, like I said, the people I named, like, I mean, Nakey Jakey doesn't. His output is not as active as it used to be. I think just because he's like he's he's had a lot of significant life changes this year, like moving and stuff. But like, you know, Dunky and Scott the Waz like upload pretty regularly and and have a very large following in response. But also, shout outs to Uncle Derek. Yeah, one. yeah, stop skeletons. Yep, that channel rules, and um, he's always out there doing his thing. And I, I like, I learn a lot from his videos. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and and um, <laughs> they're also great to mine for topic ideas because he like he likes to to dabble Shh, in the weird. Don't and give the secrets away, dude. 
<laughs> I, 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 his punching weight channel. What does he call it? The, uh, the, like the weird ambitious and unnecessary. And I was like, yeah. that's a great, like, yeah. <laughs> so always uncle Derek. All right. So what's your, what's your bet? Is your bet Alana? My bet is Alana. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh no. You know what? This might've been the subway category debut game. It was. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, also, so this is for content creator that you're presented by Adobe. Forgot to make funny for them. <laughs> Uh, i'm already sad if you had to remind me about stop skeletons but what is this for debut game created by a new independent studio because i think austin you mentioned to me that fall guys was not on here but that's because i they made that murdered by numbers game i had to look it up yeah yeah okay so up for this is carrion mortal shell raji an ancient epic Roki and Phantasmophobia. Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. Phantasmagoria. <laughs> My pick is Carrion. My bet is uh, Phasmophobia. Okay. I could get into it, but... Yeah, I'm going to say Carrion is my pick as well. And I'm going to say that Phasmophobia... Mortal Shell actually has a physical release. I saw that. Yeah, uh, that's a Dark Souls-like game. Oh, good. Pretty cool. Yeah. I played the demo. Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. Oh, it's, the it's... fact that there's a demo already is... <laughs> charmed me a little raji is that one that's based on indian lore i think like indian ancient indian epic stories roki i have no idea what that is well, that's my least that's my uh unlikely to win okay. <laughs> that's your pick. Okay. all right well that's that category then uh, yeah i don't know phasmophobia it's cool that one guy made that but i it's also in early access so it's not out it yet, is technically uh, but I'm, I'm also not a fan of those meme style games meme style and, and the fact that he is actively using like just the unity assets like that like house flipper <laughs> have like it's just i don't know i know i have a ton of people playing that game all the time yeah yeah all right (laughs) i should play more carrion though all right so let's just shoot through these next uh couple ones regarding the esports stuff no disrespect to anyone nominated of course i just don't care don't don't even don't even list them i I know know you mentioned earlier that I, i didn't want to embarrass myself with the names but it would be silly of any of us to vote on this stuff without following any of it, but I'm just going to say the category. They do best esports athlete, best esports coach, best esports event that I guess wasn't canceled. <laughs> like, I don't know how they're going to handle that for 2021 because um, I think the only line of conversation or discourse that we had when we did this last year was like about, you know, the, those big in-person yeah. like competitions and they weren't really able to do that this time. Even Evo online got canceled. There is best esports game. I mean, did you want to bet on that? Nah. No. Nah. Okay. I, I mean, maybe I can read those off. I mean, cause it, it's, yeah, read them off. all right. So it's, it's modern warfare proper, which is not Warzone. God, 20 and fucking 12s Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Valorant, which League of Legends, I feel like, has been making a little bit of a comeback lately, which is maybe because of Valorant, but... No fighting games, no siege, move on. Yeah, yes, I I have that literally in my Uh, notes. Uh, Snub, siege, and also every fighting game ever. Uh, Yeah. It's, so it's, I will say, Call of Duty being split up is funny, considering that's like two different active games with mm-hmm. different engines in the same launcher. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's very weird. <laughs> like, but even yeah, leagues on here, no Dota. But uh, okay, so back to it. Esports host. I never choose any of the Smash Brothers guys. 
best esports team. But we are down to our final three. I'll save the wacky one for after game of the year. But first, it's game direction. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. We have in front of us Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and The Last of Us Part Two. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, you go first. I've been going first a lot. Okay, so to me, The Last of Us Part Two is the definition of directing, <laughs> not just with, you know, cutscenes and story performances, obviously, but I don't know, like, to me, like, Neil Druckmann is a director, you know, like, when you factor in the combat encounters and world design and, you know, larger set pieces, the way that that whole game comes together with its mixture of action and stealth and puzzle and horror, all that stuff, the UI, the way it controls and handles, like, I, to me, that, that, is, that is actually my pick and my bet. Okay. Which is, you know, which is, um, uh, you know, I think there's a significant portion of people that would disagree with me there, but. <laughs> okay. Apologies if you can hear me typing, by the way. I, uh, I'm typing in our picks. Okay. He's typing that I'm wrong. Yeah, I did. I put wrong in all caps next to your answer. No. I love <laughs> Last of Us, but specifically when it says outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. I mean, that's so weird to me because I don't... I know. I feel like I'm def- I'm like defending Last of Us 2, the part two, the way that I did Death Stranding last year, because like I also view Hideo Kojima as like a director, you know? Because like Hades is very much not directed on purpose. But You're we're right. talking about yeah. game direction. We're talking about design. Hades is brilliantly designed and very innovative and very creative. Totally. Final Fantasy VII is in a lot of ways very old hat in its design. I mean, do you think it's it's because it's too reiterative of like Final Fantasy 15 or like Kingdom well, Hearts 3? Well, it's or? funny cuz I just started playing 15 because it actually runs like a video game on the it's Series about X. Time. It just took 5 years, yeah. Yeah, and I can't play it because 7 is just better in every conceivable way. But I think if I'm going, if I'm looking at this list... And I, best, I like uh, FF15. I should play 7. I'm looking at this list in best game direction. A, from from what I've heard, and again, I have not played it, but from what I've heard, Half-Life Alex is the definitive VR experience. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of that, the one out that, that all, I wish we could speak to. That all comes but. down to innovative direction and design. So, And Ghost of Tsushima... <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima is like the best, most unexciting video game ever. <laughs> it's so good. I know, but, it, but I, I don't it's know. A, it's, it's a video game ass video game. I know. When you ask me, it's just like that's not what I'm looking for. There's a million video game ass video games. That's that's all Ubisoft does as a company. Like, I'd rather play something like Last of Us Two that like stumbles and leaps at the same time. So for me, in terms of direction, my guess, my bet is Half-Life Alex for what will win my no, pers- that's a my personal bet. pick is Hades. And this is coming from somebody who what, you know, you're looking at it like as as analogous to film director. A film director, yeah. But looking right. at it in terms of being a game director because Last of Us 
has actual direction in it. There's a cinematographer framing. <laughs> no, there's sets, like literally. Yeah. yeah. And but he- but I mean, you you align with me in the sense of like I think that there are a lot of people that don't give that game enough credit for oh, its gameplay aspect of it. Absolutely. Yeah. But as somebody who is a huge fan of roguelikes, to see that genre elevated to such a level. Yeah, elevated with, to a level that it brought me on board. Exactly. Somebody who does not like roguelikes. <laughs> like, yeah, you're and right. Hades is is phenomenal, and I that's my pick, personal pick. And for our last category, that will become evidently clear that I, I agree with you. Yes. Okay, Chris, least likely. <sighs> I don't even know here. They're all pretty good. Yeah. I think probably Ghosts of... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Just, like, because... You know why. It's (laughs) because I think it's number... It's not number five. It's not maybe number four. It's definitely just not number one. (laughs) That's the video game industry's silver medal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, But also, in terms of, like, direction, like you're talking about, I, I, well, I mean, if I if I if it was going to be totally comparable to a film director, I'd probably throw something like Little Hope in here, just because that is like handling real actors on a set with a script. But, but yeah, I, Ghost, you know. Ghost of Tsushima is held back a little bit, being put in the same category with Last of Us, because Last of Us is just better directed in terms of its storytelling. But Ghost of Tsushima feels like you're playing a fucking samurai movie. So credit to them there. Absolutely. Sure. All right. So, game of the year. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. The nominees are Doom Eternal from id Software and Bethesda, Final Fantasy VII Remake from Square Enix, Ghost of Tsushima from Sucker Punch and Sony, Hades from Supergiant Games, Animal Crossing New Horizons from Nintendo, and The Last of Us Part Two from Naughty Dog and Sony. Sony as well. <laughs> Boy, where do we start here? I know a lot of, like, we've already said a lot of probably what we've had to say about these games since they show up on in these categories so often. Yes. But, uh... So here's my thing. Shout out to all these games. There are obviously games that I like more this year. I think these are solid picks when it, when you look at 2020 as a whole, for sure. I am looking at my list that I built in my phone of games I've played this year, and all six of these are in the top 15. Number mm-hmm. 15 exactly being Doom Eternal. Couple <laughs> spots below that being Animal A lot Crossing. of people have been the other kind four. of calling out Doom Eternal for being the odd one out, which is a shame because Doom Eternal is a great game. It just it it, it, it's tough for it to live up to Doom 2016. It is in the same way that it was tough for RE3 to live up to the RE2 remake, but they're just, still great. Like you know, like my top ten all contain Hades, The Last of Us, Final Fantasy, and Ghost of Tsushima. And Animal, it should not be understated that Animal Crossing coming into my list at all anywhere is a credit to that game. I think that (laughs) comparing Animal Crossing to these other five (laughs) is is the hardest job in the world. (laughs) Because I know plenty of people who would absolutely put that game at the top of their list, and I don't blame them. It is a fantastic video game. I mean, there are games on here that I would like to see 
hanging with the rest of these choices, but like they're they're very personal to me. Like I'm not gonna stop my feet that Tony Hawk or Astro isn't you know On in there. this. Like yeah. yeah, like it's you know, but the, it's just those were. Yeah, I, should, I found them say, very special. But shout out to Tony Hawk. I'm I'm just going through my top fifteen now. I want to say shout out to Tony Hawk. I want to say absolutely shout out to Astro Playroom. Mm-hmm. Because that is to, to divulge some information. My top five for the year is Hades, Final Fantasy, Last of Us, Astro, and Tony Hawk. So, shout out to those two. Also, shout out again to Cold War because I really love that game. And also, shout out to Spider-Man Miles Morales because that is in my top ten. And I think that that game is better than the 2018 Spider-Man in a lot of ways. And I know it's a shorter experience, which is probably why I liked it more, but it's a great yeah. fucking game. I mean, I'm going to sound like a, <laughs> I don't know, like a very weird type of gamer here in, in that, like, when I look at my personal, like, list, it, things like Little Hope and, and Jackbox that are just the games that make me think of my friends, like, you know, they're just like, they're these social experiences that are are built in such a way to, to make an impact on how I engage with the medium, you know? Sure. And the fact that those get to exist and deliver is, like, super important to me. But that... And it's funny, because I've spent the majority of tonight talking about Last of Us, but to be the first to... Uh, oh, you bastard, you beat me to it. I did. I showed you this game, goddammit. You did, and my, my pick... And my bet is Hades. Okay. I mean, you not only showed me Hades, but you also introduced me to Supergiant, which many people disagree with me here. But, like, I enjoyed Bastion, but not to the degree that I I think I did with Transistor. Pyre, I was not as hot on. But Hades, I think um, it might be their best game right off the bat. I just still got every, Transistor, but I, I, it's it, tough. Transistor, I'm, I think I'm more emotionally attached to. Yeah. Which will trump anything that I guess I'm about to say when it comes to just feelings. But I, I think it, I think I was surprised at Hades because it was just right off the bat, everything technical and artistic just punches you right in the face. Like it's, it's fast and fluid and fun, and just looks beautiful, especially those environments, and just sounds amazing. I don't know, the way it's paced, the way that progress is handled. We already talked before about how it's formulas, you know, like how it's tied into the to, to the narrative. It changes the way that the genre has been made so far. Yes. And the way that it handles things like saving and, and the way that it utilized early access from what I heard, you yeah. know, like, like the price of it was like, I think I paid like. 10 or 15 dollars mm-hmm. for it out of the gate because it was on sale and it and it it was the right level of difficulty even for me it I, I didn't find it overly complicated it was varied i found it uh, challenging in a good way it in that you, you keep a- getting better at it because it's like it's it's very generous to various play styles it introduces a lot of video game mechanics to people who wouldn't normally be into them. It introduces yes. character builds and and those constantly change. Run and, and they run based stuff and upgrading and yeah they they force you to try other strategies. Like mm-hmm. it got me to care about a type of game and setting that I normally would not. Mm-hmm. And and you know and it can't be understated that the the characters and the relationships that you build with them like it's you know 
You can pet the dog. I mean, like, it's it's funny because I, I wish that you didn't have to beat that game so many times to kind of see the full story. I agree. You like that's you know, and and we we have friends of ours that are like obsessed. <laughs> like you know, our 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 friend Kay, she's beat it now over a hundred and twenty fucking times. I think mm-hmm. the amount of clears that she has, which is awesome. But like you know, the fact that so many of our people in our group have have kind of latched onto it in such a way, and will like be into different weapons and effects and builds and boons, like. You know, like, it's weird because I'm inherently against things that feel grindy or that have difficulty spikes or that manage multiple currencies. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't – when I was playing it, I thought that the upgrades – I was like, oh, I think there are things that are considerably worse than others when it comes to the balancing. But then I communicate that with the folks around me, and they all think otherwise. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that really says something, you know, like – Yes. But yeah, I um for its uh like price of entry, I, I can't speak higher about Hades and I'm obviously uh endlessly graceful that you showed me or forced it upon me, Austin, because it's a fucking hell of a thing. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never would have fucking thought in a year that a, a new Resident Evil, my favorite game series, and a follow-up to one of my f- fucking most beloved games of all time, The Last of Us, I would... <laughs> that Hades would be my game of the year. But well, I'd say that's I, the way it is. I am also surprised about Hades, and it is also my personal pick. However, let me get my spiel out of the way for Final Fantasy. The way... So... <laughs> I'm not going to make funny because this is how I feel about the Resident Evil exactly. uh, remake. Like the RE, like GameCube. I have Cube. tried time and time again to go back to Final Fantasy. I played a, hundreds of hours of Final Fantasy VII as a kid. I have tried to go back. I can't. I can't do it. And <laughs> when this remake got announced, I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. I played Kingdom Hearts. You don't know how to do this anymore. Because Kingdom <laughs> Hearts 3 sucks ass. Sorry, anybody out there who likes it. <laughs> But and also Final Fantasy 15 is good, but it it didn't hook me. And I even bought Final Fantasy 7 the day it came out. And it took me months and months to to finally sit down and play it. Yeah. You were a really hip kid. Oh, no, no. I meant the remake this year. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. I did not. I bought Final Fantasy 7, the original, used years after it came out. But (laughs) it took me months and months this year to finally sit down and play Final Fantasy 7. Final Fantasy 7, the twin snakes. When I did, I was hooked. It was like being a kid again. And it made me care about characters that don't fucking matter at all in the original game. Yeah, everyone loves Jesse now. It turned me into a fucking conspiracy theorist. I have waifus now, which is not a thing that I thought I would say. It, you just I have been so out of touch with Japanese game development in recent years and... It, with the exception of things like Resident Evil and Devil May Cry. Yeah, Capcom. Capcom. <laughs> you can just say it. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> yeah. But fuck, man, that game is good. And like, I would find it more believable if, if I went back in time and told myself, hey, a super giant game is going to be your game of the year. Then if I said number two, by the way, isn't going to be Last of Us. It's going to be Final <laughs> Fantasy. Like, but yeah, fucking they nailed it. And also, we've talked enough about Last of Us, but I'm going to... I love that game. I think it's great. And I'm going to 
to be different than you, and I hope I'm wrong and you're right, but I am going to put Last of Us 2 as wow. my as my bet. Dude, social media is going to be a light if that happens. I know. But, and it's funny because I think in like uh, like five years, I'm still going to be thinking about Last of Us Part 2. Like, that is... Yeah. It's a heavy thing to play. It asks, it demands a lot from the player, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I don't think that should be ignored, but. No. Poor Ghost of Tsushima and Doom. They're both phenomenal <laughs> video games. They you are. Just... And I, and it, 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 it I, I, I agree with you in that I'm coming around of like when those, when these announcements came out that I saw people picking on those games. And again, I have not played Half-Life Alex, and I know a lot of people were very bummed that that didn't get nominated and i i'm right there with you but i specifically went out and bought ghost of tsushima because it got nominated and i beat it before yeah. we got to do this podcast like i really enjoyed that game doom eternal is also a phenomenal video game i had to switch to pc to play it because it was too hard on consoles but <laughs> yeah i uh i stuck with it man my best comparison to that game and it's not a fair comparison because it's better than what i'm about to say but my best comparison to that game is bioshock to bioshock 2 where it's like oh interesting bioshock 2 i think is a better playing video game but that's not one, what makes but, Bioshock Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock and, 1 is special not because of... And I think that Doom Eternal is a better game from a gameplay perspective than Doom 2016, but I think everything that made Doom special, it kind of loses just by being a sequel and living in the shadow of its predecessor. I mean, Doom 16 also had the factor of it just being like nobody expected anything from that game. Exactly. Yeah. Partly, partly because of how Bethesda showed it off. Yeah. But it was like when that game hit, like you know, that changed the way that first-person shooter campaigns are going to be forever. In the same way that Doom One did, you know, like. Yeah. But that wasn't what they were banking on for that game. It was the stupid multiplayer, <laughs> like you know, like. Uh, you know, because neither of us, I, I think, played the original Doom like launch day. It took like a week or so, and then we were like, "Oh shit!" Like this is something. All but- right. So we have Hades for both of ours <laughs> personal picks. Chris, what's your uh, what's your pick for least likely? <laughs> I was gonna pick, not least likely, unlikely. unlikely I was gonna pick sorry. Doom. That's Doom, a good way. Doom from the beginning. Okay. The second okay. I was looking at the nominees, I was like, "Oh, Doom is definitely." Hey. Uh, uh, I mean, of these six, you finished that one. Like, you felt propelled to like seek it out. That has to say yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, that was that was when I I could play games. Like, I just played Doom because somebody else bought it. I'm sure I would play these games if I had them. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what's stopping me. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I understand. But Doom, Doom is, uh, yeah, Doom is good. But out of this list, I think it's unlikely to be number one. I just wish they didn't break the number one rule. Doom guy doesn't speak. God damn it. <laughs> That's probably only a rule because the technology didn't exist. No, I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, but it still it still irked me. <laughs> like Doom lore is interesting, but it loses a little bit Are the more mean? and more that you like, you know, unveil it. No, I had one Dorito. I'm sorry, it's been a few hours. <laughs> you can eat on Discord calls. You can't eat on the podcast. <laughs> Jason's gonna right. come fucking murder you. He, he is. Uh, I apologize. So last but not least, I threw a little bonus point in here. They're once again doing the poll for the most anticipated game. You know, the hot stuff not yet released. 
I sent this to Austin, but Chris, I'm not sure if you saw it. They picked um, for us today Elden Ring, <laughs> Halo Infinite, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, Resident Evil Village, and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, sequel. It doesn't. <laughs> they actually don't have a name for that one yet. Which, Austin, not to steal your joke... But which one of these two real games on this list do you uh, do you choose? Because <laughs> I, I I think there are only two that have release dates. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could be talking another hour about snubs in here. Shout out to Deathloop. Yeah, fuck yeah! Shout out to Deathloop. I mentioned that and Medium from the start and yeah. stuff like that that got delayed. Resident Evil would be my personal pick, Woo! obviously. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't like George R. R. Martin, and I'm not a fan of same. I'm not a fan of Dark Souls, well, but I'm, that I can't say. I'm more I, I of a mean, fan of Dark Souls, but I almost feel like, and this goes back to things Chris has said about Dark Souls to me in the past. I almost feel like having George R. R. Martin develop the lore is a detriment to Dark Souls. Not <laughs> not a for real, yeah, like, yeah. Like they did a great job at doing their their job already. Yeah. <laughs> Is that game even fucking coming out? Like, it better. People are going to riot. <laughs> Untitled Breath of the Wild sequel. Come back to me when you have a title. I do, yeah. lo- I do love that Bethesda is fucked up so much lately that not even Elder Scrolls or... What, oh, God. What the fuck Starfield, is it? Starfield, I think. Starfield, yeah, is not on here. I mean, and Austin, you make a joke about Breath of the Wild. Nobody knows what the hell fucking Nintendo is doing because, like, as far as we're concerned, the, the Metroid Prime 4 and, like, Bayonetta 3 are not... don't exist. You know, I would, like, it's... I would pick Horizon 2, but it's... That is my personal pick. That's yeah. the only personal pick I would give. And, and I bet that game will come out. <laughs> and yeah. be great like I mean, you know i'm like, saying resident evil village because i'm the most excited for it currently because i know it'll be out well i actually don't yeah, know but i assume release. it'll be out before the rest of this list but yeah close, uh, Horizon, horizon's a cross console game isn't it yeah. like i think Her- resident evil close is not. second God of War Ragnarok is a close third. Austin, as charmed as I am of you being hype on Resident Evil like me, the fact that there is a fucking Halo on game on this list and what? Uh, <laughs> you just st- not- I thought you said we were going to exclude games that are coming out. <laughs> yeah, All right. Dude, they stopped. They stopped at Halo Four, so <laughs> they 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 threw the IP in the garbage. They're not going to touch it anymore. I want I want to play Halo Infinite, but I'm not happy about it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. Because, <laughs> I, you know, I thought this would have been a fun thing to end on because, like, even besides these, I, I, I should ask, what are you guys most excited for? Well, like, what, what's your pick from that list? Well, obviously. Resident it's, Evil? It's fucking Resident Evil Village. Yeah. I, I, I'm, but, like, because, so, you know, mine is technically already on there, but there's still, there's other really cool stuff on the horizon, you know, no pun intended. Like, you know, you mentioned Deathloop. Like, I think that Ascent game looks awesome. Whatever the fuck, Pragmata, is that it? Like, a yeah. Returnal or Tokyo Ghostwire end up being. 12 Minutes never came out. Yeah. That new Dark Pictures entry, EDF6. <laughs> Remember those DC ones? Shout out to the Ratchet and Clank game. Oh, fuck. Yes, that Ratchet and Clank game looks goddamn awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, that... Um, Vampire the Masquerade 2, maybe? Like, that might yeah. be really cool. I mean, Cyberpunk. 
as of oh well yeah but uh, cyberpunk will we, be we don't have long to wait for that one cyberpunk will be releasing the day these awards air i hope i hope no more three probably is three why is it's good. not on there yeah no more here no. three i don't know i'm a lot more excited to see what a lot of these are rather than actually like i'm excited to play them all but Resident Evil 8 to me is the most known quantity. That's probably why I would say that I picked it. Even, even no, with Halo I, I completely on understand. Even, even my like putting my personal emotions aside, like it's like when they showed that trailer, it's like I think we know what that's going to be and we're into it. You know, like we also, want it. But but I mean, it's like what, what do you think? That- 16 is another one. I'm very excited to see what that is. Oh my god, I I, I kind of forgot that that got announced. Uh-huh. I'm not into that aesthetic though as much as um, not me either. But 15, it kind of looks like Type Zero. But yeah. but yeah, no, that that's kind of why I was I was sort of bringing up stuff that I didn't. You know, now that these new consoles are out, there's going to be a lot of like hopefully things that we don't really know what they are. You know, like that's yeah. This this should be the most exciting time. Like once that that hardware lands, like. Yeah, and I mean, they have a lot of stuff on the horizon, like you said, but I don't know when... There's a lot of stuff slated for 2021, and I don't know when the fuck they plan on releasing all of it, but... Yeah, and I'm sure there's tons of shit we don't know about yet. You know, now that things like Last of Us are out, you know, it's like uh, we don't really know what Naughty Dog is working on. We don't totally know what Rockstar has been you know, kind of silent with, like, yeah, who knows? It's an exciting time for video games. <laughs> Never been a better time to be a gamer, except for all that, except for all the homophobia and sexism. And it's the worst time to be a gamer. I lied. <laughs> but that's our award special with, uh, thanks of course to Jeff Keeley again for, uh, giving us a way for us to rap about things we played for the podcast this year, just in time for the end of uh, 2020. Tune in next week, two weeks, to see how we scored, along with which one of us will be crowned victorious again. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm least likely to be crowned victorious. (laughs) (laughs) To host the bragging rights of the truly knows everything about video games industry metal you gonna make a metal <laughs> otherwise if you would like to vote for yourselves you can it's just uh, up on their website as well as places like facebook and twitter the same places where you can find us in fact austin would you like to do plugs for us while we sure. exit out this uh <laughs> twitter instagram and facebook at hot button cast we also have a website hotbuttoncast.com there you can find all our episodes. We have a lot of them. I don't know if any specifically came up this time, but, you know, just like there's a search function, just like type it in a game and there's like a 30% chance something will come up related to it. No, that I, I think the percentage might honestly be even higher than that. When you yeah. look at the most profitable like IPs in games of all time, like odds are yeah, we, sure. got, we got you set. <laughs> maybe maybe Nintendo we gotta dive to a little bit more. They're 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 a little secretive, those guys. But yeah. <laughs> that should do it for our episode. Specifically keep an eye on our socials if you like this episode. So you can tune in to our post game awards episode where we go over the scores and crown yeah. probably Randy the victor. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll uh, we'll see you all after the ceremony on the 10th. Uh, that episode will probably be much quicker than this one. Yeah. I'm sorry once more for the, the headset that I'm using. And I guess uh, for not 
giving uh, Chelsea more credit when I brought up Mario Brothers 35, because somehow she, uh, <laughs> like, fucking has so many Roy- victory royales in that thing, I couldn't catch up. All right. I think I, I suppose that's it. Is yep. there anything else anyone wants to say? No. Any games uh, are you excited for, Chris? No, just Horizon. That's it. And Cyberpunk, obviously. Yeah. I'm looking forward to when we can all talk about Cyberpunk once it is out. Out. <laughs> It'll probably, for better or for worse, be the basis of a few of our cold openers. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Following this, so. Shout out to Godfall. <laughs> Alright, bye. Yeah, bye. I'm just gonna end it on that. I'm taking my fucking mic off. <laughs> I'm gonna see ya.